Yes, yes, yes. That's how we're bringing it in. Halloween style. Thriller baby. Michael Jackson live back in action from the grave to the gridiron. Ghosts and goblins, a scary Hail Mary, and the fear from the rear as monsters like DK Metcalf are chasing you in the middle of the night. Streaming through the football universe, you're listening to the third and three podcast brought to you by Anchor Radio and presented by the Sports Column. It's too scary to do a show alone during Halloween, but luckily I have help. And it's definitely not Daniel Jones, who was apparently scared of the end zone, running into a field alone, all by himself, plopping on the floor. God bless his heart right there. So we don't have his help, but we have a lot of help going on right now. My teammate, someone who isn't afraid, as she could be very tricky herself, so you may not get a treat. But here she is, wearing her Diva Receiver costume. I give you Tricky Nikki Guest. What's happening? Hi, I'm very excited to be here. It's Halloween week. We're excited we're opening with the thriller. And our Halloween's up there for me. It's just a fun holiday. You get to dress up, be somebody else for a day. Oh, yeah, the costumes and candy and quite a lot of fun. Dirty nurses and all sorts of stuff like that, Damien. (laughs) My main man who will frighten you with into panic with his sports knowledge. I'm just glad we're on the same team because when the wolves are howling and the full moon and the black cat is crossing my path, I know I got the real deal, got my back. What's up, D? That's great. That's why he's the head coach. He ain't afraid of a damn thing. And that's why he's my teammate. He's our teammate. It's third and three podcast. We're rolling Halloween style today. My name is Jason Fearman. As you can tell, I'm in a great freaking mood as we have a ton to cover and the best week of football I've seen so far. Quite a few teams had a scare over the weekend and some teams had night terrors after their performance. We had really crazy endings, guys, in quite a few games in week seven. And it's going to be really interesting to break down. I would first like to apologize to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady for leaving them out of my MVP list. I would not get a treat from them on Halloween this year. That's for damn sure. That was a mistake that we all actually made. And they heard what we were saying, as you know, ESPN does. And Nikki, they both had monster freaking days, huh? Yes, they did. But I feel like they're always in the discussion. And last week was a chance for the three of us to maybe highlight some of the guys that aren't in the discussion, like Ben Roethlisberger. And magically, ESPN talked about it this morning. Yep. They also magically talked about aliens landing on ESPN. Or who? what would more likely happen first? The Jets winning this game against the Chiefs or aliens landing uh, in ESPN? So that's another one they stole from us a few months ago. But it's all right, D. You know, we... That's, that's how we make our cheddar over here, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now we stay ahead of the curve. And, you know, whenever you have, like, a bigger program, just picking up your scraps, you know you're doing something right. It, yep, there you go. That's right. These are the things that we throw out and we give to you. Man, speaking of being thrown out, very unfortunate. Odell Beckham Jr. out for the season just when things were starting to cook over there for Baker, who did throw five touchdowns. Pretty amazing and a great game that we'll talk about. Battle of Ohio. The Niners got a big win, but paid a big price losing Jeff Wilson Jr. and my man Debo Samuel in that game. Hopefully we'll get them back within a couple of weeks. Bucks wide receiver Godwin has surgery on broken fingers, so we'll see if he can even play with that. 
Speaking of wide receivers, the Ravens bringing in Des Bryant, guys. Good move, Damian. What do you think? I mean, I guess it can't hurt, right? Yeah, it can't hurt at this point. You add him to the practice squad, see what he has. If he has anything left at this point. It's been such a long time since we've seen him play. Um, my Saints tried to give him a chance. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah. And he got hurt like the second practice to right. Achilles. So I was, you know, excited about it at the time. But hopefully now he gets a chance and he stays healthy. Yeah, well, there you go. Let's see. Hopefully he can help. And they can use some help at wide receiver, no doubt. And guy of Des Bryant's talent. Yeah, sure. There's another talent out there, Nikki and Carlos Dunlap for the Bengals, longtime defensive lineman. He goes to Seattle where they need a much needed pass rush. So uh Seattle, unfortunately, making a pretty good move there, Nikki. Yep, stacking them up. They have to. Like they really needed to make that move. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they have no pass rush whatsoever. They didn't sack uh, Kyler Murray once that entire game, I don't think. Um, yeah, speaking of stacking up, Antonio Brown, my gosh, going to the freaking Buccaneers like if they needed anybody else. So he's going to suit up next week, it looks like. Very interesting. Jerry Jones sending a message I really didn't like. Uh, I don't like Jerry Jones really at all. That's another story. But he was on radio saying that we have no leader on this team and so on and so forth. It's so when you put a gag in that guy's mouth already, it's 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 ridiculous. I'm done of hearing from him. But speaking of those damn Cowboys, uh, they trade away Everson Griffin, who they traded for from the Vikings. They sent him back to the NFC North to the Lions. So I wonder what that tells you over there. Very interesting. And uh, your guy's favorite player, Eli Apple, released from Carolina. I just had to get that in there. Because- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> That's even long. The best of the raid, uh, bad secondary. But I knew you guys would like that one. Uh, CMC to return off IR next week. Uh, Mike Davis has been great in his presence. So we'll see how they work that one out. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are the only unbeaten team left in the NFL. After they did also get a scare from uh, the Titans coming back. We're going to talk about that game in a few minutes before we get to um, our, lo- our locks from last week and our records. But Quick question, uh, round table. Here we go. Um, look, Trevor Lawrence, whether you like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, whoever you think is going to go one or two is really not the issue. It's Let's just throw Trevor Lawrence up there. How many teams in the NFL would actually draft him, you know, would actually draft him with the number one pick or take him or whatever it may be over the players that they have right now? So I kind of wanted to go through it with you guys really quick, rapid fire. I'm going to name every team, and you tell me if they would draft him and if there's a reason why. Uh, we'll just go through them quick. Seattle Seahawks, I would say no. Nope. No. Cardinals with Kyler Murray, I don't see a reason why there. No. No. What about the Rams with Goff? That's interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big believer in Goff, but they're having success, so I could see them maybe trading down if they had that pick, but – yeah, it is interesting. Nikki, what do you think? You, and believer in golf, you want to keep the team intact, or would you love to see Trevor Lawrence get in there? Um, yeah, it is interesting, but I, I guess, you know, right now it's, it's rolling, so, so we'll kind of keep with it. Yeah, all right. Last team in that division, 49ers. Guys, for me, it's a big yes. It, it, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It, it's yeah. a yes. I would take either one of them right now over uh, Garoppolo. You know, no offense. He's doing a great job and runs the system really well. But, you know, we can use more at certain times playing those tougher defenses. Green Bay Packers really already drafted their successor, but would they even take a chance on something like that? No. No. Probably not. No, I don't think so. 
Uh, the Bears, hell freaking yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right this second. You're not kidding, man. You're not kidding. You know what? So are the Lions, I think. So are the Lions. Yeah, they can get some for Stafford, too. I think Stafford still has something left in the tank, so that would be interesting yeah. to trade Stafford to win. I believe that, too. Nick, yeah, you with that one? I am with that, yeah. Yeah, I think we can clean out the NFC North with the Minnesota Vikings. Forget Kirk Cousins. You know, get one of those two dudes in there, and you're in much better shape, I think. What do you think, Dave? Sure. Yeah, definitely, right? Yeah. Tampa Bay, um, I'd say yes, because, you know, Brady, you know, I don't know if he's going to play another two seasons. I, If they had the opportunity, I don't know if I would pass up on that if I was Tampa Bay. Would you, D? If it's definitely the better move for the organization to go with Trevor Lawrence, you know, get, get you the next 10, 15, maybe 20 years without players are playing today. But with Tom Brady, we know he has a history of not liking somebody behind him who's supposed to be the guy to take the torch. The reason Jimmy Garoppolo's in San Francisco now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that would be interesting to see how he would handle that. But it'd definitely be a better move for the organization going forward. Yeah, organizationally, definitely. And if they were to say, look, Trevor, you can sit behind the greatest quarterback, quote-unquote, that ever played in your in the history of the NFL, Nikki, would you do that for a year until he left? You think he would sign on for something like that? Yeah. You want to learn from the yeah. behind Tom Brady, right? Yeah. I mean, he's the goat, one of the goats. I mean, so yeah, why not? But listen, the Bucks ain't getting a chance at him. You guys see this team? <laughs> yeah, I know you. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. But uh, you know, if the Jets do get the number one pick, you know, I think that they would. I don't think they would draft him. We'll get to them, but um, you know, it could be a whole package deal. That's why I feel like any team could be in there, um, including your New Orleans Saints, Damian. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I know we have Jameis on the roster, but uh, Trevor Lawrence looks like the next great QB. You can't pass it up, especially when your quarterback is 41 and you can see the skills declining. Yeah. Nikki, do you agree? Yeah. No, I think it's time for the Saints to start thinking about, you know, next next phase. Or uh, I don't think Jameis Winston is the future. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm with you on that one. So, uh, yeah, I, I would I would have to agree there. Um, th- that's the deal on that one. I'm, I'm t- same thing. So, uh, f- f- closing out that uh, division right there. Yeah, because Jameis is not the answer. Justin Fields, even I would take him. Obviously, he's a great player. He went 20 for 21 over the weekend. Uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, t- Teddy Bridgewater. Really, nothing else. Damian. That's another interesting one because Teddy looks great. Like Teddy's been balling this year. Yeah. He looks awesome. You just signed into a three-year deal. Um, but do you pass up on what you think is a generational talent mm. in Trevor Lawrence? That's a tough one. I would I would probably say yeah, because you probably can trade Teddy and get something for him. Yeah, Teddy's proved that he can play anywhere at any time. There's no doubt about it. And I would say it's a big yes for me. I mean, Teddy's been around for a while. He's not looked at as a guy who's going to take you to the Super Bowl. Trevor Lawrence is that guy. So I would say yes, Nikki, for Carolina. Yeah, I would say yes. I, I just don't think you could pass it up. Yeah, I don't think the Atlanta Falcons would pass it up in one freaking second. They would do it. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they definitely would not pass him up. You know, they would probably draft him by accident like, oh, it's falling over the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good foreshadowing right there. I can't wait to talk about that one. That was a good very uh, the Falcons find any freaking way to lose they possibly can it's unbelievable all right here's another team with birds now this one's interesting how about the Eagles Nikki you first 
You got Carson Wentz there. Now you got Jalen Hurts as well, who I don't know if they're planning on making their next franchise quarterback. I, I mean, I would say no based on Carson Wentz being so young, but I don't know. Let, let's say they had the opportunity, Nikki. You think they would do it? What do you think, Ding? Yeah, I don't think they do it because we discussed before how when Carson Wentz is at his best, he can be an A-plus talent mm-hmm. and beat somebody in the MVP conversation before. So even though we believe Trevor Lawrence is the next great thing, you already have what you know there in Carson Wentz, even though he has the injury concerns. And even this year, the last few games, he's looked like an old self, his old self again. True. So I don't think you take that chance. I actually agree. I was on the fence about that one as you guys were talking about it with because of the injuries and everything. But you know what? He's still such a great talent that hopefully that injury thing will whisk away. All right, let's go uh, through. Uh, let's keep going through them over here. Washington football team. I think that's a yes all the way around, obviously. Um, the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Dak Prescott hurt. <laughs> Spend a second on this one. I, I'll go first. Um no, I, I think Dak Prescott belongs with the Cowboys. Uh, supposing he has a very successful surgery and recovers well and on time and whatnot. Uh, no, I would not. Dak Prescott belongs as the Cowboys quarterback, in my opinion. What do you think, Damian? Yeah, this one is interesting as well, because if they truly believed in Dak, why didn't they make this deal happen already? Mm. Right? Whatever he wanted to use him in a franchise quarterback, whatever that quarterback wants, Take it well, you know, well, bro, bro, to be fair, look, they offered him a ton of money. They just, it was the fifth year that was the problem. So it's not like they didn't want him. They offered him a bunch of money. It was the fifth year that was the problem, you know? Yeah. So that's what, that's what I'm saying. So as far as shortening it by one year, instead of adding the $10 million to the last year, why not just give him four years and then worry about re-upping or when the cap goes up later? So for me, as an organization, they're showing me that they might have some hesitation on that. If well, they yeah. want someone of an Aaron Rodgers level, they'd be like, okay, whatever you want, you got it. We saw Patrick Mahomes get a deal where he can buy Kansas City. <laughs> so, you, <laughs> so you know when it comes to the franchise guy, they're going to get what they want. So they aim for Dak, even though right now it's showing how important Dak is, the fact that their offense can't do anything without him. But... Before that, they might not have believed him. And if they think Trevor Lawrence, the new shiny toy, Jerry Jones, he probably goes after that new shiny toy. Yeah, I, I think I, that's... Of course he does. Mm. Like, and he will throw the Dak right under the bus. Come on. I think you may have a good point because, you know what, if you really wanted him that bad, then you know what, just do the four-year day. You know what, I, I hear you. It makes sense. It makes sense. Nikki, this one may hurt, but New York Giants, I, I wouldn't think twice about it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Damien, any argument? <laughs> no, you got <laughs> Yeah, if you're the Giants, you got to take them. You, you figure that Trevor Lawrence breaks off the 80 yards, he'll be able to finish off the run without falling down. Yeah. <laughs> you think <laughs> you so? All right, uh, let's see. The next two teams, I would say no to both. Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins. You got two, you got Josh Allen. Any, any objections? No, I agree. You both young guys, 
Um, with Tua, I'm excited to see what we have there. You can't just, you know, nix that right away without even right. what you have. Exactly. And with Jacqueline, we all believe in that quantum leap. Yes, sir. So we have to, <laughs> so we have to remain with that and see what he, where he goes. So I'll be on both of those. All right, cool, cool. I'm with it. Uh, the next one's an interesting one as well. I've heard back and forth from New York Jets fans a lot. I personally wouldn't. I would keep Darnold and put a lot of players around him. Not saying that he's better than Trevor necessarily. It's just that that's not the Jets' problem. So for me, the Jets, it's a no. It may sound surprising to a lot of people, but, you know, uh, the three of us know, you know, they need more. But Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, whoever you like more. Would either one of you guys do it? Yeah, for you would have to take Trevor Lawrence just because of that generational talent, even though I do believe Sam Donald is good. Like, I believe he's just in a bad situation. But I think that with Trevor Lawrence, you have to take it and have the fan base say, look, this could be the savior. Still, come to our games next year when you are available to come, please. We have Trevor Lawrence now. Yeah. You have to do that. Yeah. You know, and, and you what, know. What this organization doesn't understand and what makes me so mad about the Jets is how many talented quarterbacks are you going to have to realize that it's not, they're not the sole problem. Like, you guys yeah. are the problem. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. Go ahead and take them, but you're just going to waste his talent. That's unfortunately how I feel the same way. I, you know, Tre- Trevor Lawrence, great. But, you know, and if you did do it, yes, you can trade Sam Darnold and, and get something, you know, pretty de- more than decent back form. So that's a very interesting one and one that may come to fruition by the end of the season. We're going to see. But for me, it's a no right now. But we're a little split on that. Pittsburgh Steelers, they need a, a successor, a big yes right there for me. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. Roethlisberger is getting older. Uh, he and he definitely has some awards in this game, which we will talk about in the second half of that Titans game. Mm. But for me, yeah, you got to go. He's getting older. You know, he's going to be the last one left of that draft class, you know, with him, Rivers, and Eli. So, yeah, go ahead and move forward. If you know Lawrence has sit behind him for a year, you learn what to do and what not to do. Yeah. Big Ben, yep. Trevor Lawrence. That's very true. If there is one guy you learn what to do and what not to do, I would say it's Big Ben and maybe uh, Jameis Winston may be the other. And it's not a knock on Big Ben. It's just that he does a lot of unorthodox things. We know it. Nikki, uh, same thing. You agree? You, you take the guy? Definitely? Oh, yeah. I yeah. agree. Yep. Uh, Baltimore would not. Uh, they got Lamar Jackson. Um, Cincinnati, obviously, no. The Cleveland Browns, that's an interesting one. I, I would. I would, guys. I, you know, I feel like you put him in there with those weapons, even though I know OBJ is gone right now. We'll see what happens next season. It probably won't even be around next year. But they still have a lot of weapons. If I were Cleveland, yeah, I'd dump Baker right now, and I would take Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, Damian. I would. Yeah, the only way you keep Baker is if he continues to do what he did after the first quarter yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, but that's not the typical Baker performance. The typical Baker performance is a middle of the road guy who wasn't a number one overall pick talent. Mm-hmm. Nikki, I th- oh, I'm sorry, Damien, keep going. With Trevor Lawrence, you're looking at a blue chipper there, so you have to take that chance if you don't believe Baker Mayfield can ever turn into the guy who live up to being a number one overall pick. Yeah, you see, that's the thing, Nikki. I'm, I'm with him there because he's middle of the road, and I think that we've seen enough of Baker Mayfield at this point to know what he is. I would go Lawrence or Fields. Uh, what about you? Of course. Yeah, if you would. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. 
Uh, let's go next. This one's interesting. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, you know? Wow, they got they got Ryan Tannehill. It's not like he's a guy I see taking them far, but they did go to the AFC Championship last year. But for me, guys, yeah, even though Tannehill's doing what he's doing, they gave him this big contract. It's so con- – wow, it's tough. But, man, I would do it. I would do it if I were the Titans. You get that quarterback for, for 12, 15 years maybe, Damian. Yeah, I have to, despite the contract that they gave Tannehill. Yeah, this one is tough because Tannehill has been playing like a top 10 quarterback this year. And even if you go back to some of the games last year, not the playoffs. Playoffs, it was all Derrick Henry carrying the squad. But with Tannehill now playing like a top 10 guy, do you take that chance of mess up? Not only you know taking the chance on a rookie, but mess up the chemistry. The team is probably so behind Tannehill and love Ryan as a leader. Do you take that chance and say, oh, we're going to rip the rug from underneath you and go with this rookie now mm. and change the dynamic of the team? So for me, I would say no. Okay. Just uh, based off of where Tannehill's playing right now and has proven over the last, I would say, year, if you go back to last year, what he can do in, in this offense and how he's now looking like a top 10 type quarterback. Well, I can't argue with what you said, and Nikki, I'm going to go to you in a second. I just want to say that I, I'm, I'm a Tannehill fan. I was when he was in Miami. Again, I'm not a Miami fan. Everybody knows that, but I got to see a lot of him living down here, and I never really thought it was his fault. He's been in the league now, what, eight, nine years, something like that. So that's where I'm seeing an expiration date coming up at some point. I would, that's why I would go with uh, Lawrence of Fields, Nikki. Right now, as okay. long as he's going to keep up what he's doing, I, I would stay. All right, and he is doing a great job, so I'm not arguing that fact. All right, so we disagree there, but that's cool. That's cool. He is doing a great job, though. Uh, Indianapolis, yes, all around. Yes. Houston, Houston, no way. Deshaun, ja- Deshaun Watson, no. excuse me, is is a top you know top five quarterback in the league. Damian, Nikki, you already said no. I say no way. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. He's just amazing. Uh, Jacksonville, yes, all the way around, no doubt. Don't even have to ask. It's a, it's a shame the whole season is for them to get Trevor Lawrence. They probably won't do it. I know. Giving away, imagine if they didn't give away these defensive guys and they're actually scoring all these points, what they could be. They could actually be a good team. But, oh, well, too bad, bad ownership. All right, going to the AFC West, our last division, before we kick things off over here. Kansas City Chiefs, no, obviously oh. not. Uh, Damien, you said Derek Carr, which I'm not, you know, I don't put up a big argument, is in the MVP race, which is a fair statement. They're three and three right now. Their defense is not great. We know that he has to do a lot with not a lot around him. So they got Carr. He's young. He plays like a veteran. Would they do it? I think they would. That's John Gruden's dream. Like, yeah. Coming in there, being in the, the black and silver, having that arm to go down the field, that mobility, and not, you know, Derek Carr's done a better job this year of going down the field, but with Trevor Lawrence, you get to teach him from the beginning the Gruden way, and, yep. you know, a spider two eye banana from the beginning. <laughs> you get, but you definitely, I would say that they would do it, but I do think you get something for Derek Carr if you trade him away. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that there are teams out there that would take him. And um, I would also do it, Nikki, would you? I would do it, yep. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Well, the next team we know that would not do it is the Chargers because Herbert has been playing freaking fantastic. The last team, we all like him, but 
we're not sure where this, what his ceiling is. And that's Drew Locke in Denver. So for me, uh, it, it's a little, it's really tough guys because, you know, I, I've never saw him as a generational talent sort of thing. And you know how John Elway is. I think that he would take him in a heartbeat, Damian. Oh well, yeah, John Elway loves quarterbacks who are over six five. Yeah, gives you that. Um, and with Drew Locke, I do think it's too early to judge him. He hasn't looked the best this year, but he is coming off of injury. So, like you said, it's a tough one. It's tough to give up on the on him that early because then you'll maybe he goes somewhere else in a different situation and just balls out. And you're like, oh man, you know, it's, so it definitely will be taking a risk. But I think you have to take that risk with Trevor Lawrence. All right. I hear it. I hear it. Nikki, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. It sucks because you don't have a big sample size and you would hate to get up on the kid that, you know, so quickly. But I feel like you just kind of would have to do it. Mm -hmm. All right. I hear you. And and I'm with you guys also. I would would certainly do it. There's no doubt. All right. We're going to get to our week seven ranting recap. We just went through Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and it seems like almost half the teams would take either one of them the way that we were going, but there still is a lot of good young quarterback talent out there. Uh, Real quick, our records from last week, we all over 500. And Damian, you are the triple lock freaking master, bro. You've done it, I I think, four weeks in a row now. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Yep. So coach triple locked it again. Uh, Eight and six record. There was a lot of weird games at the end. That's, That's why it goes down like that sometimes. Nikki? Nine and five, and you triple locked for the first time. Congrats. Well done. Uh, Myself, I went 11 and three. I had a good week. And again, some, some, yeah, some luck. Again, Lions game that we'll talk about, you know, a little luck over there. I also triple locked. It's amazing. We all triple locked the hell out of this thing. So, yeah. We all had a good week. Yeah, you know, and you know, I love you guys, so I never give you any crap, but in your face for the best record, triple locked, and as we'll get to, weekly fantasy football draft winner. That's a triple locked trifecta, baby. I'm freaking Tarzan right now. Now she's triple mad at me. That's the way it goes yeah. over here. <laughs> On the third and three podcast style, I had, to, I had to do it just that one time, guys. Stephanie had a good week, and my 49ers winning, smashing the Patriots, which we'll get into in a little bit, made it even that much better. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I'm liking it. We all triple locked, all over 500, all had good weeks and crazy games that we are going to come back in 60 seconds and talk about. It was ba-freaking-nanas, man, the way that some of these games ended. Unbelievable. So, you are here, 3rd and 3 Podcast with Nikki, Damien, and Jay. Don't go anywhere. We're back in 60. We're done. We're done. Nobody does it. 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 We're done. Nobody
now I have a story that I'd like to tell About this guy, you all know me and we scared as hell He comes to me at night after I call into bed He's burnt up like a weenie and his name is Fred He wears the same hat and sweater every single day And even if it's hot outside, he wears it anyway He's going on the way, but he shows up when I'm sleeping Keeping with the Halloween theme over here, Damien Great call on this song, bro Right? Yo, he is one talented man. There is no doubt, Nick. Yeah, I'm a big Will fan, uh, Will Smith fan. Oh, yeah, we all are. No doubt. No, he's, you know, I, a real quick story about him. He's such a nice guy. Uh, my friend, Matt, who lives in Queens. Anyway, they were, when they were shooting Men in Black 3, they were shooting it right in his neighborhood on his block. So him and his wife were walking down, whatever, yada, yada. They run into him. And he's like, oh, hey, guys, what's up, you know? And long story short, you know, they ended up taking a picture and he signs an autograph and everything, gave him some sort of hat or whatever. And they just couldn't, like, say enough good things about him. So not surprised there. Excellent guy. Dude, he's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, very, very cool. Very cool, no doubt. Yeah, like sometimes you meet a celebrity and they're like not great, and you're like, oh, huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you kind of suck. Like. Yep. You know, I've heard that a lot about Will Ferrell. I heard that he's a biggest a hole in the world. Like he like won't sign autographs. I heard a story about him talking to Matthew McConaughey during that Texas uh, Rose Bowl against USC. We're talking a long time ago now, obviously, but. Uh, there were people coming up to both of them, and you know Matthew McConaughey was cool as hell, and uh, you know Will Ferrell's like basically just get the hell out of my face. Don't you know who I am? He's got such an ego, that guy. He's funny, but he's got a big ego. I'll tell you. Well, that's you know again other stuff. That's the inside stuff you get here on Third and Three. We are back. We are live. We are in action, and we are ready to discuss what we saw the craziness over the weekend. All the teams, all the things we think about them before we got our freaky fantasy draft. Knowledge with Nikki, Mount Player Player, Halloween style, baby. We are coming at you right now. But first, let's do these games over here. NFL, here we go. Week 7. How it went down, what we think, and all the madness that occurred. If we enjoy the game that much more, we'll talk about it. So let's break it down. Ladies and gentlemen, the first one, Steelers were crushing the Titans in the first quarter. First half, Titans come back, miss a field goal at the end of the game. Steelers win 27-24. So the first half, again, complete and total domination, Damian, by the Steelers. But what makes a great team is you can't let any team, let alone the Titans, who are tough, and letting Derrick Henry go a little bit more toward the end of the game, you can't let that happen. And have Big Ben go, whew, thank God Goskowski missed that field goal so we don't have to go to overtime. That's what pissed me off about the Steelers in that game. You need to close it out, and they didn't. Yeah, you have to look at Ben Roethlisberger. If you think about that drive before Goskowski missed that field goal, Roethlisberger's driving the Steelers downfield. You have a chance to put the game away, even if you don't get a touchdown, right? Get a field goal, make them have to score a touchdown to win the game. But because you want to force it into triple coverage to Juju Smith-Schuster, mm-hmm. you put your team in a bad position now where only Tennessee only has to get a field goal. 
They got extremely lucky with this guy missing the field goal. Now, I still think the Steelers are the most complete team in the NFL. When you look at Roethlisberger, what he's able to do when he's not forcing the ball, what James Conner is able to do at the running back position, their weapons with Juju and with Maple John. I hate that nickname. But yeah. <laughs> with the weapons they have on the outside and that front seven is tremendous. They haven't seen people hit Derek Henry that hard in a very long time, if ever. Yeah. So they were definitely not afraid to meet Derek Henry in the hole. So when you think about that team, they're still very complete. And Tennessee just proved that they have a lot of heart. They're not going to give up. And I think the big play to A.J. Brown on that slant route really sparked them and started that comeback for them. So if they meet again, it could be very interesting. But still, the Steelers are the better team, even though the second half wasn't the best for them. They are the better team, I do agree, and I was shocked. I knew that they weren't going to be able to run the ball, Nikki and Damian. I knew they weren't going to be able to run the ball that much, maybe till the fourth quarter, and again, if it was close with Derrick Henry. Um, so they had to throw, and yeah, that play to A.J. Brown obviously was huge. Uh, nobody touched him. He went the whole length. Uh, but Tennessee did not show up, and we thought that they were like the big bad boys on the block. I picked them. You guys were right. You guys had the Steelers. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, Nikki, I mean, you know, this game is on TV. I don't know how much you caught of it, but Steelers got to close out better. But overall, they showed that if they want to dominate, they could do it. Yes. I mean, I'm, were you not entertained? I was highly entertained. That was a great game. Like, I mean, I know some people are like, oh, it's boring. But you know what? The Steelers' style is kind of boring, I guess you could say, maybe. But I thought that was a great game. You know the rematch is coming, and do not be surprised if Tennessee does to the Steelers what they did to the Ravens. Mm, very interesting. Wow. Yeah, we're going to talk about that one. And one th- another thing about this, uh, James Conner, he was a wild card for me going into this season. So if he can play the way that he played in that game, and he pulled off a beautiful spin move. I'm not sure if you guys caught that, but I was like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't know he could do that. That ground game, if they can keep that going with the receivers like Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith, and now you got Claypool out there and whatnot, yeah, man, uh, D, they could be the best team in football. Going to two of the worst teams in football, Washington football team 25, the Cowboys 3. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I don't know what – guys, they're the biggest joke in sports right now. You can put the talent out there, but, again, where's the coaching? I don't know I don't know what to say, Nikki. This is like, wow, who wants this division? Or more likely, who don't want the division? And I guess Washington showed up with Kyle Allen and Terry McLaurin. He made a nice play. Gibson ran. And the Cowboys, again, a stinker with Andy Dalton going out. Now they're on their third-string quarterback. I bet they wish they had uh, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence right now. Yeah, well, I will say this, since you don't know what to say, I will say <laughs> the Cowboys are a disgrace, okay? They I are. say I can so is my team, but the Cowboys are a disgrace. And listen, America, if you want to keep them as your team, well, then I guess disgraceful is an accurate representation of what's going on right now. So <laughs> keep them. Keep them. They are disgraceful. Graceful. Washington, don't get too excited now because I think your win had more to do with how terrible the Cowboys are rather than Washington trying to put something together. I think that's very, very fair, actually. You know, you, Damien, you could be really happy in Washington, but you got to realize that you just beat the worst defense in the league. Yeah, 
you know, you have to keep things in perspective. You have to say, okay, the Cowboys are a dumpster fire right now. You got players coming out and anonymously talking about how the coaches are bad and not prepared. And then you have the head coach calling out the offensive line for not defeating their quarterback. Right, right. <laughs> that, I think that guy should be suspended for Washington who made that hit on Dalton. Yeah. That was beyond. That was beyond. There's no way. Because by the time he slid it, even if you hit him, it shouldn't be in the head. Like, if you're going and you, you see him sliding and maybe you can't pull up in time, maybe you fall on him, but you don't go helmet to helmet with that type of force. Right. And that way, you, you're a good enough athlete to pull up and to change direction. So I think he just be suspended for a game or two for that hit. That's but, good call. Um, for teams that are together, you do normally see, like, if your quarterback is hit like that, a brawl happens. At that point, you're down 20 points into the game. Your season's done. Brawl. Fight. Do something. Bam. <laughs> so you get one of the Cowboys. I agree with the coach. You definitely want to see more from your offense when that happens as far as the response. And, yeah, as far as that goes, he getting hurt is awful, but it's definitely showing his worth now because he was – hiding so many of their bad points with his great play this year, early in the year. So I, I've joked about it. I think they should write his contract on his cast. Oh, <laughs> and sign him right away to a long-term deal because he's definitely worth it for them. And he, without him, it would be even worse. That's what we're seeing now. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously true, no doubt. Yeah, you're right. That was an. I'm glad you brought that up. That was an awful, dirty hit. It reminded me of, you know, just like JV and Clowney in the playoffs last year. No need to lower your head on Carson Wentz like that. I don't like that. Yeah. And j- just for Washington and the Cowboys, it's... What are you doing, step bro? It's, they just have no idea for you. Those stepbrothers over there got no idea what they're doing. It's pathetic. And another pathetic game, kind of surprisingly, our boy with the quantum leap. The Bills 18 to the Jets 10. And you know what I'm thinking right now, Damian? I think that the Bills really miss John Brown, their other wide receiver. I think that that's not allowing them, or maybe Josh Allen's got the hiccups right now because they're not running the ball very well, and Stephon Diggs can't do it by himself. So I think that they need John Brown on the other side. He's got to get healthy. Only winning 18-10 to 10 against the Jets, that's almost embarrassing. Yeah, it's definitely missing a deep threat, you know, hurts. But it's the Jets. I don't care who you're missing. You got to do better than only being able to score field goals. Um, you got to be able to score in the red zone. That comes down to being able to run the ball against a team like the Jets. I guess the Jets did show some light in this game. Maybe it was just this last, last ditch effort to be like, hey, we are a professional football team, you know? Mm. And <laughs> Trying. I think that's what we got from the Jets. Uh, I am a little scared about Josh Allen. The last few weeks, I thought this week would be the week where he would get his confidence back. And we were starting to see that quantum leap prediction, you know, come to fruition again. Yeah, me too. But we're, we're not seeing it these last few weeks. So hopefully he can gain that confidence back. But it's definitely not going to get easier as they, you know, go against the competition throughout the year and other teams that are desperate for wins. As they'll, we'll talk about that with their matchup this weekend. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah, Nikki, um, they didn't, that team did not show up. You know, they beat them because they're the Jets, but they, the Bills did not show up. So. Do you attribute that to more of just like, we took this team lightly, we had a bad day, or should we worry about the Bills? No, 
Bills. Not yet, anyway. It was the Jets. Maybe they felt like if I'm going to just kind of have a bad day, this is the day, and I can probably still eke out a win. But let me just tell you guys the, <laughs> the ridiculousness, okay? So in, living in Jersey, of course, like I say, oh, I hear it on New York Sports Radio all the time. Literally, fans talk about desperate. They are calling in, and they're like, hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. You know, the Jets had progress this week. You know, they only <laughs> lost the game. I mean, they had the lead at halftime. Are you kidding me? Oh, are you God. kidding me? Yep, or the New York mess. Or sometimes it's for the New York Mets, but right now it's oh, what a mess they are! Gosh, they really. Yeah, you ain't kidding. You are not kidding, Nikki. You know as well as I do, absolutely, or even better right now because you still live up there. There's another team that's a mess that shouldn't be. Um, you know, I didn't have them in the playoffs. Most of us didn't, and but it shouldn't be this bad. The Packers crushed the Texans. 35 to 20, guys. And for Aaron Rodgers, all he had to do, Nikki, was say R E L A X after that beatdown from the Bucks. So, with that being said, again, I apologize to Aaron Rodgers for not leaving, for not putting him in the MVP conversation. He was phenomenal. And Devontae Adams, what more can you say? Almost 200 yards. The guy lives in the end zone, he catches everything near him. Wow. I mean, when he's on the field, that offense really looks that much better, Nikki. They are something else. Yeah, they are. Aaron Rodgers continues the chip on his shoulder, scorched the earth tour. But really, what I'm confused about is (laughs) you have Deshaun Watson, you have J.J. Watt, you on paper, we talked about this, you have talent in Houston. How the heck are they so bad I don't it doesn't make sense to me you got rid of the GM and head coach like how in the world can you not get it together well, there's so much talent and they just can't put it together Damien, you know the offensive line is terrible and they need help but you could you could do you could you could do something with a bad offensive line you can we've seen it so I just feel like there's a lot of talent and they should be a lot better than they are well I think you hit the nail on the head and then I, I want to go to you Damien piggyback off of this that that you know Brian uh, Bill O'Brien it was the GM and the head coach and he was the one making all the decisions so yeah you can put talent on the field but if you're not also coaching them upright to be in the right spot it's not going to work out so these are still all his players and it's just the residue of what's going on for the rest of the season until they figure it out. That's why it's so bad. It ain't Deshaun Watson's fault, as we all know. So, Damien, if you can, you know, even elaborate more on that. Yeah, no, it's definitely – they have talent, but I don't think it's the elite talent they've had of years past. I think J.J. Watt's taken a step or maybe even two. Oh, back. for sure, yeah. And, you know, you, don't, you no longer have the other weapons by the defensive line that made it so hard, right? When you had J.J. Watt and the Davion Clowney, mm-hmm. like, what do you do, yep. right? When you have that type of talent, but now you got J.J. Watt and who? Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. You don't know the rest of those people on the, on the line now. Um, there's no one else on that defense that's really noteworthy. Um, offensively, you know, they probably could use an outstanding star wide receiver, so like a DeAndre Hopkins. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if Watson and Hopkins hooked up. 
defense, you think they'll make some type of adjustments. You mentioned how Devontae Adams had this monster day. Maybe you double cover him. Maybe you try to do something different. Like, he just worked. You know, he's probably one of the guys, the elite guys in the league that's impossible to cover one-on-one. Yeah. Unless you have a Stephon Gilmore or, you know, a Humphreys for Baltimore, one of those type of guys. If you don't have that, make an adjustment. Bracket them. Do different things. And Houston just doesn't have that right now. We know Romeo Cornell isn't the answer head coach. So we'll see what they do next year, and hopefully they're able to put the right situation around Deshaun Watson going forward. But this year is a Washington. Great call with the adjustments also. You have to make them. You, you just do. You have to make them. We see like Bill Belichick and other guys make them all the time after halftime. It's like, this is what they're doing. we got to change it up. And that's the story. So Packers, they get a big win in Houston. Moving on to the battle in Ohio, the Browns and the Bengals. And my goodness, 37-34, the Browns pull it off. I was scared for them because they're kind of like, you know, my little AFC little puppy team over there that I just want to make the playoffs to prove myself right. But if I saw anything from this game, I saw no defense. That's number one, even though Miles Garrett is fantastic. But Joe Burrow belongs in this league. Baker Mayfield had himself a day, even with OBJ out. That was a crazy game back and forth. It came down to even the last second. And you know what? Baker made some really, really good really good throws to guys I didn't even know who were alive. And so did Joe Burrow. I mean, these two quarterbacks, Damian, you know, they belong in the league. And especially, you know, with Joe Burrow, I've said it probably for, you know, three, four weeks already. Uh, Cincinnati's got their guy and they just got to take care of their defenses because, you know, their offenses look pretty damn good right now. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Joe Burrow looks like the future for Cincinnati and hopefully they're able to, you know, treat him better than they did the Carson Palmer's of the past. Mm-hmm. And for Cleveland, Baker Mayfield, like I've said before, if he's able to do this more consistently, then you have your guy. But he's looked more like, I've described him as a number one overall pick who was more like a third round, fourth round guy who became the starter. Interesting, and he, yeah. And usually when you have a third round, fourth round guy who becomes a starter, you have this offense where you run the ball heavy, you depend on your defense to play well, and you make sure the quarterback just doesn't make mistakes, and you scheme for him to have wide open passes, things like that. Yep. So in this game, Baker showed that ability that we a lot of people thought he had coming in. I don't like the narrative of, oh, as soon as OBJ went out, he got better. I don't think that's the case. Uh, OBJ, a lot of the interceptions that Baker threw were not going to OBJ. Like, that's one thing that people are, like, are leaving out when they try to spin that narrative. Like, oh, Baker trying to force the OBJ. Most of the interceptions are ones where he just doesn't see people. Like, against Pittsburgh, when he threw the interception to Mika Fitzpatrick, that wasn't to OBJ, and it was just a plain misread of not seeing Mika Fitzpatrick come down into the zone and just have the easiest pick six of his life. Yeah, and that's and Damien, that's just a flat-out myth because he hasn't even seen double-digit targets this season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. It's nonsense. Yeah, yeah. It's just, a, like I said, a media narrative when they are trying to find something to talk about. I think it was just a coincidence that he happened to play a really good game against a Cincinnati defense who isn't the best, right? Mm-hmm. So, for Baker, if he can continue this against better competition, we have something – but it's a step in the right direction, like you said, with Cincinnati. We know they're not going to be good this year, but it's definitely just a bright 
shining star that they have there in Joe Burrow. They know the future is bright. It, it is. And that was the main thing I was focused on, Nikki, in this game is just keep watching Joe Burrow get better and better. Yep, he's going to keep taking his lumps and making his rookie mistakes, no doubt about it. But, you know, they they have offense instantly now because of him. So get your defense together and trading Carlos Dunlap, like I mentioned earlier, wasn't really the right way to go, but they're going to have to shore up their defense because they got that quarterback. Yeah, they sure do. And it's, it's nice to watch this kid play and watch him improve more and more each week. I like that he's fiery. He hates losing. He says it's not in his vocabulary. Yeah. I like that in a play. I like a little fight. I like seeing him improve every week. I'm kind of with you guys. I've heard it all week. Oh, the Browns, you know, they're they're better without Beckham. Listen, that's kind of the case in New York, right, because he was throwing fits and Eli was forcing it to him. I get that. If that was the situation, I could see that. My concern is this is what? The fourth year now in a row Beckham has an injury that he has to come back from right. the fourth season, I think? Right. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, again, we see somebody super talented – he is plagued with injuries, and, um, you know, I I said in the summer, he's closer to a bust than being elite, and unfortunately, he got hurt, and what does next season look like for him? I don't know that he's still with the Browns, and that's a long recovery. Yeah, yeah look, the thing with the Browns, they throw the ball around to whoever's open, basically, whoever Baker Mayfield, after his first read, if he can't find somebody, it's going to the next guy, so they just throw it around. They don't even have, like, plays for necessary players, it appears, and OBJ, it's just it's terrible because he's in his prime and and this is happening now and it's it's just very unfortunate it really is but let's get on to the next game this one was maybe the wackiest of the weekend the Lions at the Falcons they sneak in a twenty three twenty two win and I'll just you know leave it with basically the summary of the game guys and you can go forth and elaborate from there with the Falcons again not being able to close a game all Todd Gurley's got to do is for the most part even just take a knee you know, fall down, whatever it is, but his quote-unquote momentum took him into the end zone and he fell on the goal line, scored a touchdown, which gave Detroit the opportunity to come back, score themselves a touchdown, kick the extra point and win the game, which is exactly what happened because it's the Atlanta Fakakton Falcons already, and that's what happens. So just kneel on the ball. Don't even hand it off. Don't even hand the ball off. Just kneel on it. You're that close to the goal line already. So just chill, do the right thing. Todd Gurley, he's not a selfish guy where he wanted to score. I think his momentum really did take him. Maybe he had a mind fart at the last second. I don't know what it was, but clearly a mess. And Damian blew it because of that. The Falcons lose again by one freaking point because they scored a touchdown and let the other team come back. Unbelievable. Yeah, you know, as a Saints fan, I just have one thing to say. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you must have loved that. And how do they find these ways to lose? Now, in all seriousness, though, I understand that Ty Gurley, you know, should have stopped before the goal line. And I agree with you. Why hand the ball off? Why put it in a position where a running back's natural instinct is to break tackles and get to the goal line? Right. Like, you're telling him to go against everything he naturally does for his whole life. So why not just nail the ball at that point? Yeah. And then once you accidentally score, there is a defense out there that's paid to stop people. That's right. <laughs> How about you do your job? Yeah. <laughs> that's getting lost here. These guys get paid too, and you just knew right away that Detroit's going to go down and score. And it shouldn't be that way. Your defense should be able to do something. 
pinch him. Do something to stop the other team from scoring. And it's not like they had a bunch of time left. Like, they went down very quickly yep. and scored. So the def- there's no way the defense shouldn't be able just to hold up for just that little bit to win the game. So everybody's coming down on Ty Gurley. Like you said, they put him in a bad position by adding the ball and telling him to go against all his natural instincts. And then your defense is just worthless. So let's focus Shit. on what is really wrong there, the defense, and just the lack of coaching by adding the ball off instead of just taking the knee. There it all is. There, there it all is exactly. You know, I, I couldn't even say more. You know, Nikki, I mean, again, it's just the Falcons finding ways to lose. It's unbelievable. And again, uh, t- you know, just... The, the, we, Nick, you and I talk about it all the time. Every time there's a hurry-up offense, teams are in hurry-up offenses or two-minute drills, they seem to score touchdowns. So why not do it all freaking game? And Detroit did it at the end of the game, and they won. Yes, and I am done with Atlanta. I don't know why the hell I picked them and thought maybe they could actually close out a game. <laughs> and you know what? Scoring when you shouldn't works for Ramon Bradshaw and the Super Bowl. Yeah. This was not the Super Bowl, Atlanta. I mean, what are you doing? But bigger than that, Detroit, are you telling me you were just barely good enough to beat Atlanta? Mm. Uh, that says a lot. Mm, another, yep, that's something interesting right there. Yep, DeAndre Swift finally started to play a little bit. Uh, got in the end zone, not big yardage. Uh, talk more a little bit about that lady later, excuse me, in a freaky fantasy draft. Let's see if we can get another game or two in here before our quick 30-second break. Uh, the Cannons were on fire in the Battle of the Pirates. Know that about it. The Bucks, 45 freaking points they put up on the Raiders to 20. Uh, let the Brady versus Belichick talk begin, guys. Brady knew to get out of town. He did. He's got the weapons. And again, that defense is the reason why they have this record right now. Also, yeah, the fact that they're scoring about 35, 40 points a game and Tom Brady looks like he's 10 years younger. But that defense also is making incredible plays. They're doing what they got to do. This is a complete team. And Damian, you got to watch out in this division, bro. Yeah, definitely. They are definitely a threat. And not just my division, but the whole NFC playing like this. They look very, very complete. Um, I said earlier that I believe the Steelers are the most complete team. But the Bucks are right there, if not better. And you mentioned Tom Brady out there making all the throws. Uh, you mentioned earlier that adding Antonio Brown. And as crazy as he is, he's probably just as talented as he is crazy. Yeah. So the thing was that you have that to go along with when you get Godwin back from the broken fingers. Um, Mike Evans, who's been playing hurt, hopefully he gets healthy eventually there. The weapons are just, and Gronk is looking like his old self again. Yeah. It's it's crazy, man. They have all the weapons. That defense looks good. We mentioned going into the year that they had a good defense last year, though, just putting horrible positions by Jameis all year. So now that they're not getting those turnovers, you see how good this defense really is. That's right. Yeah, the Bucks are scary, man. I, as a Saints fan, I, I'm definitely concerned about it. But we do have one win over them right now. That's right. And we'll see them week nine with Antonio Brown being added, so it'll be interesting. Wow. Yep, that's coming up just in a couple of weeks. How about that? That's a game to look forward to, no doubt about it. I hope that one's prime time. I, that better be on TV, no doubt. Nikki, uh, yeah, this game, look, it was a blowout, no doubt about it. But, again, the major story coming away from it is that the Bucks are a complete football team and maybe the best in the NFC. Because he wouldn't wear a mask. 
(laughs) I like that's interesting. That is interesting. Well, knowing him, he's pissed off at about everything right now, including himself for not coaching a great game, especially offensively. But, yep, there's that defense jumping in again. And Gruden, we know he's his own character in himself. But, uh, yeah, his former team right there. But what he did with the Bucs back then was incredible, uh, taking over for Tony Dungy and then playing his former Raiders, which – you just can't get you can't make up stories like that. Going from the Raiders to the Bucks, Damian, and then playing them in the Super Bowl the final uh the following year and winning it. Yeah, that that they should make a movie about that or something. But wow, Bucks, big time team right there. Let's see if we get time to get one more game in. Um, you know what? Why don't we save it so we don't have to rush? We're gonna come back, guys, in 30 seconds. You're listening to the third and three podcast. We got a few more games we're gonna break down before Mount Player Player and our freaky fantasy draft. We're also gonna make our picks for week eight. So hang in there. We'll see you in 30 seconds. This is Halloween. Oh, my God, I'm getting chills right now. Oh, my goodness, man, this song is scary. I'm so glad you guys are with me. I told you I couldn't do the show alone. Halloween right there. Nikki, what a pick. What a pick. Oh, yeah. And nightmares galore. That's what's going to be happening right now. Know that about it. That song is creepy as hell. Halloween time, Nikki's favorite holiday in the world. We should all have all for it. It's a beautiful thing. Halloween City over here. We're going through the music. We're going through the games. We're going through the fun, the football, and all the action. We're going to continue it right now on 3rd and 3 Podcast with Nikki Damian and myself, Jason Fearman. We're at the Chargers and Jacksonville. Justin Herbert, big time, man. Chargers 39 to Jacksonville 29. Again, they're putting up points, guys, but they gave away all their defensive players, so... Oh, well, too freaking bad for you. That sucks. And the Chargers, again, we're talking about young quarterbacks. They got theirs. Justin Herbert looks like a veteran already. He's a big dude, Damian. He can move. He's got a tremendous arm. I don't know what more you want out of a quarterback. Yeah, nah, he's definitely the size of a grown man. The only thing that lets you know that he's so young is his face. Yeah. This may be a bigger conversation, but we'll try to make it like a one-minute thing in this game, Nikki. Just because we're talking about Jacksonville, how terrible they are, and the Jets. Wouldn't it be great if they contracted those two teams and maybe made like New York Giants one whole team and Jacksonville, you know, just have like a draft or whatever and spread around more, you know, again, better players around the league so we don't have to deal with this crap. They would never do it because of the money, Damian, but – I would love that if they got rid of two teams that really don't matter to anybody like Jacksonville and 
you know, I know the Jets are terrible right now, but, you know, they're a staple in the NFL. But if they did that, we'd see a lot more talent and a lot better games, man. Yeah, no, you definitely, that would be a good idea because then you'll get the best of, you'll get the best players from the worst teams and be able to disperse them. Yeah. Um, the only thing is you have to worry about all those best players from the bad teams going to the absolute best teams. <laughs> right. right. So you'll have all the players who are elite from Jacksonville going straight to Tampa Bay, <laughs> going straight to Pittsburgh. So that's what the only thing that would be like a consequence of that. Yeah, that's why they'd have to have like a supplemental draft, you know, something like that, yeah. whatever it may be, you know. But yeah, it, it'll never happen, guys. They're only going to expand. The NFL is all about money. We know that based on everything we've seen this season. And based on everything we've seen this season, there's no reason to believe that the Chiefs aren't going to go back to the Super Bowl. They beat the crap out of the Broncos. Uh, yeah, what up there, uh, Jacob? They beat them a bit, 43 to 16, and that was just a stomping, and it wasn't even that close. I don't remember the Broncos even having the ball in that game, to be honest with you. The Chiefs were great. There was snow on the ground. It didn't matter. It didn't have to be. The one thing, again, if you want to take anything from this game about the Chiefs, it wasn't all Patrick Mahomes. You didn't need him to be that guy so spectacular. They proved they can run the ball, throw it short, play great defense, all that. So, again, Kansas City, when we talk about complete teams like Pittsburgh and a couple others like the Bucks, yeah, the Chiefs are totally complete. Even on special teams, they scored, and they had an interception for a touchdown. So, complete game, Nikki, all around by the defending champions. Yeah. I, I really expected nothing less bad for, for Denver. I so badly want them to get it together and, and be the good team that I think we all know they can yeah. be. But you're going up against the Chiefs. And, yeah, you know what? It was nice to see that it's not all on the homes. They do really do have it on all phases. That's the thing. You know, it is a three-phase game, and people can knock special teams all they want. But you know what? When you get a special teams touchdown – your team goes crazy, and it is major momentum. It really is, no doubt. Damien, uh, I don't know what you do about these guys. They are tough, man. Yeah, nah, you're definitely right about special teams. You think about those Bears teams with Devin Hester yep. and how much he impacted the game. They wouldn't have not gone to the Super Bowl without Devin Hester, Chicago. Yes. No way. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He was a major part for that. And I call this a Roy Jones Jr. game, right? And when I say that, Roy Jones Jr. had a song. He's a boxer. He's a boxer. And he had a song called Y'all Must Have Forgot. Yeah, I remember. Right? Yep. All his, all his former knockouts after people started doubting him. So I think this was Kansas City's Y'all Must Have Forgot game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> y'all, y'all kind of doubting us a little bit. Let me remind you guys of who we are right now and smash Denver and do everything from offense to defense to special teams. They really did. All three phases, no doubt about it. Uh, the Chiefs did their job, no question. Uh, wow, this game, all right, Sunday night football. If you stayed up for it like I did, then i give you major props because my eyes were blinking and blinking. It was so late. It was like almost 1 o'clock in the morning, but it was a total thriller. DK Metcalf played the play of the year, all right? It was really the play of the year, chasing down Buda Baker, who may be the best defensive player in the year this year. Guy is incredible. He's all over the place. He's kind of like a Tyron Matthew guy on defense. Makes the interception. He thinks nobody's there. He looks up at the Jumbotron, and all of a sudden, there's a freaking giant monster from hell coming out of nowhere, ready to smash him down. And I don't know why Buda Baker didn't cut to the inside. 
you know, to to end the foot race, basically, and maybe take DK Metcalf off. But, you know, all aside, Metcalf made that play. And the best part about it, Arizona didn't even score. They got down to like the three-yard line. They didn't even score because they went for it on fourth and one. More to it, guys. I got a little more in this game because I watched everything. Patrick Peterson, one of the best games I've ever seen a cornerback play, shutting down DK Metcalf who's become already one of the best receivers in the league. He had one catch, I think, for 17 yards, other than another one that got called back for uh, for holding. What a job by Patrick Peterson. Amazing. Kyler Murray displayed incredible confidence, Nikki. Incredible leadership, Damian, in this game. He was yelling at his teammates on this. Get your shit together. There was a wide receiver screenplay for D-Hop, and both blockers whiffed big time on the defenders and D hop got knocked back, you know, for a three or four yard loss. So he went nuts. All right. Kyle Murray. I never seen him do that before. And it worked. The team got together. Look, they were down by 10 points in the fourth quarter guys, but they came back and Russell Wilson, very unorthodox, Damien three interceptions. And that one in overtime. Wow. What the hell happened there, man? And that was the game. Yeah, no, it was a great game by the Cardinals. Um, for Seattle, if Russell Wilson isn't Superman, is this team a Super Bowl contender? Not at all. No, absolutely not. And yeah, so that's something that you have to look forward to the rest of this year. Is Russell Wilson has to be Superman for them because that defense isn't stopping anybody. Uh, we've seen Arizona and Kyler Murray struggle throughout the year, and against Seattle, they just were able to go down the field and. As far as that DK Metcalf play, man, that was nuts. Uh, you mentioned how late it was. Only reason that I stayed up is that I was falling asleep, and then I had flashes and nightmares of DK Metcalf chasing me down and waking me up to watch the rest of the game. <laughs> absolutely nuts to watch that play, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. If they would have won the game, that was the play to win the game right there. Because you, yeah. you mentioned Arizona, for some stupid reason, decided not to even get three points and went for it on fourth and goal, and it was a horrible fourth and goal play. But the fact that they were able to come back in this game just shows their perseverance. Uh, You mentioned Patrick Peterson. Even the plays where he was guarding Tyler Lockett and Tyler Lockett caught the ball, it was perfect coverage. But Russell Wilson, you know, put in some dimes to Tyler Lockett in the game. Sure did. I think Russell Wilson might be a different conversation for a different day, but I think Russell Wilson might have the best deep ball I've ever seen. Yes. When yeah. you look at how he throws it, how high it goes, and the fact that it comes right down into the receiver's pocket mm-hmm. to catch it, and the defender can do nothing about it, even when they're in perfect position, is nuts. But Arizona, man, they might have shown that they're a legit contender in the AFC West. We'll have to see going forward. That defense definitely can improve. You know, Buda Baker's great, but outside of that, and of course, when Jones is healthy, outside of that, and Patrick Peterson, of course, they still can get scorched at times. And with all that time on the defensive side, you wonder why that happens. Maybe a scheme. We don't know. But the second half, they did play better after they started pushing a little bit more. But maybe they found something in that second half as far as bringing pressure and trusting their defensive backs to go man-to-man. So we'll see if that's their formula going forward. Yeah, and I like Vance Joseph as a you know, defensive coordinator. I think he did a good job and did make adjustments at halftime. I believe you're right with that one. And for anybody who sees Russell Wilson throwing that ball and just thinks that's the way it comes out of his hand, no, that's planned. And not a lot of quarterbacks do that, Nikki, where they throw the ball so high and so far 
like Damien said, it drops right into their hands. And the throws that he had, especially to Tyler Lockett, and, and give Tyler Lockett, again, incredible credit. How he caught that touchdown, that second one, I have no idea. I It, it blew me away. Some of the best plays of the year have, were in this game. But um, all around, Nikki, whatever you took from this game, tell me, because it was just, again, a, a show, and Kyla Murray really became a leader in this game. Yes. You know what I took from this game? This division is scary. I think now, oh, yeah. I think – NFC West, legit, top to bottom. I know we were like, oh, NFC South, but that's clearly, you know, between the Saints and the Bucks. But this division, I remember when the NFC East was like this, we would just kind of like eat each other up live until it came down to the nitty gritty. And I think it might be trending in this direction. So, yeah. We'll yeah, they're all over 500. My Niners are in fourth place at four and three. Unbelievable. Wow, only if they were in the NFC East. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, last game before we get to our games, the Rams uh, Monday night beat the Bears 24-10. to Not a surprise. Only if the Bears had a quarterback, they would be a very good team. There was a play early in the second quarter where the Bears had the ball in their own 19-yard line, and they went for it on fourth and one with a QB sneak, which was really close. Whether or not they made it, it didn't matter because they got saved by a false start. So they ended up having to punt the Bears. But fourth and one on your own 19 early in the second quarter, I don't know what the hell Matt Nagy was doing. It's not like the Rams are world beaters like that. They can score, but whatever. Anyway, again, my my take, if Chicago had a quarterback, they would be one of the best teams in the NFL. That's their problem, Damian. Yeah, and offensive line would help as well. That's true. Uh, the yeah. The offensive line isn't the best, and I don't like their play calling. There Me either. During that game, where I found myself thinking, "Why would you do that?" Like, for example, there was one play they were in the red zone, and they decided to run a quick screen to Jimmy Graham. Yep. What are you doing? I, Why are you running a quick screen to Jimmy Graham, and you expect him to shake three people? I know exactly it, what you're talking it, about. It's yep. not his game. If you're going to use Jimmy Graham in that red zone area, run us a, you know, a corner route. Yeah, route, exactly. Or get him on those routes where he can box out, and he's so big that the cornerback can't get around him. Use his size to the advantage. Don't give him a quick screen. And also, there are plays where why not keep the running back in to help block? Because you see the offensive line is struggling. Right. But they keep having the running back go out for these little short little routes. And as soon as he catches the ball, there's three Rams right there waiting for him. What do you expect David Montgomery to do in that point? Like, I just felt like the play calling was really bad. Uh, their execution on offense was really bad. They have a very good defense. Very good defense. And that defense is good enough to keep them in games. They will be a playoff contender because of the defense, but offensively, it's not good. No. They have talent. Allen Robinson's very good. I think David Montgomery on the right team could be a, a back that can carry the load for you. But that offense is just horrible. It is. The offense is no good. The offensive line, you made a great point over there. And, um, yeah, the play calling, I agree. I was thinking the same thing during the game. I, what is going on over here? I did not like the play calling. The Rams, yeah, they proved again that they are a good team. And the Bears, that's the only thing going for them, Nikki, is the defense. That's the only reason why they have five wins. Yeah, I – yeah, no, for sure. I agree with that. Their offense is pretty mediocre. Um, but I will say this about the Rams. I'm not going to say 
I'm reserving judgment because this is their first win against a team that doesn't play in the NFC East. So you really can't take it. You know, take that for what it's worth. When they got the Bucks coming up in a few weeks, that'll be the true test for me. Mm, good one. I like that. Looking forward to it. All right. Makes sense. I like that right there. All right. Very good. Very good. All right, let's keep this bad boy moving over here. Our games, let's get to it. Nikki, let's do yours first. I'm sorry. This one's hard to swallow. I mean, Thursday night game, 22 to 21. Uh, go ahead. Take it away, Nick. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't even know where you start. I guess, like, I feel good that Daniel Jones and I both end our runs the same way. Exhausted, tripping over myself, falling down. <laughs> You know, we got something in common, which is great. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I just, I watched that, and I was just like, I am so freaking embarrassed. Like, it was, it was just a joke. You know what else is a joke? Like, the Giants playing Philly. It, okay, I am the biggest Giants fan out there. I saw it on Twitter. Oh, we're going to win. We're going to, yeah, of course we had the game won. But you had to know we were going to find a way to lose. Like, of course that was going to happen. And Evan Ingram, I am so sick and tired of you. I've never been on this bandwagon. Uh. I know he's a great player. I know he has potential. He hasn't lived up to it. You should be caught immediately. Daniel Jones, you're a dime to you. you got to make that catch. Yep. What are you doing? You've been on the team for three, four years. You've made no progress, no improvement. And that's my biggest thing with this team is I don't really see any improvement. I see more of the same, more of the same. I say it all the time. You could watch a game from three years ago. It looks exactly the same. And I'm tired of talking about, oh, there's bright spots on defense. Is there, you know what a bright spot is? When you have the game won, you actually close it out. Yeah. Yep. Nikki, well said. Very well said. I'm not going to add a word on to it. That was a tough one. Damien, you know, I mean, I would like to blow past this game. I don't want to hurt Nikki's feelings anymore on her favorite holiday. <laughs> it, it is what it is. You know, close game. It's a tough one. But, again, you know, we're looking forward to more things from the Giants in the future. Um, Damien, we'll save yours for last. My game, I, I, I just sat there, smiled, and clapped the entire game. I, ne- I was never a nervous moment. Let me tell you guys, Kyle Shanahan is the best play caller in the NFL. Every single play looks exactly the same with the guys moving around in the backfield and whatnot. You have a guy going left, you have a guy going right, and you have a guy going up the middle, and the defense never knows who has the ball. And they keep bringing in, whether it's Jeff Wilson Jr. doing it, or it's Jarek McKinnon or Raheem Mostert, name him. Tevin Coleman's coming back. He's going to have to maybe carry the load a little bit now. It just works. It's unfortunate that we lost Debo Samuel uh, for maybe a couple of games over here. But Brandon Ayuk is like, I don't even want to call him mini Debo Samuel. He's like Debo Samuel. They play the same exact game. He's tough. You can't bring him down. George Kittle, everything. And the defense, what can you say? Look, I know they were going against the Patriots offense. And Cam Newton actually got benched in that game. It was a bad look all around. The Niners' complete domination. I loved every second of it. And, yeah, again, I know it was the Patriots, but their defense you expect more from, and we put up 33 on them, guys, predominantly running the ball. Again, the play calling was so great, and I'm very happy right now that the 49ers got their main guys back for the most part. They're getting their game going. They know what's happening, but we have a lot of tough games coming up, so we're going to find out starting with Seattle this weekend. So I'm a little scared, um, especially missing Debo right now, but they played their best game of the year against the Patriots. 
33 to 6. And the 49ers are now 4 and 3. Damian, your Saints, 27 to 24 without Thomas or Sanders. Had to go to whoever, Traquan Smith, Jared Cook. Talk about it, bro. Yeah, no, it was a really well-played game on both sides. I think that in that game, you saw two playoff-quality teams going at it. And our secondary was the main part I wanted to see. How would our secondary improve after the bye week? Because pre-bye week, our secondary was trash. Just to put it point blank, <laughs> they were hard. And they did make one really big mistake in this game. The pass that Dave Bridgewater got to DJ Moore. Well, like 74 yards, yeah. he was just wide open by himself. That's something that can't happen. But outside of that mistake, our secondary was decent. Our run defense was really good. And that's something that was really good last year. I believe we had one rush defense last season. And we saw that type of rush defense in this game. Now, of course, it wasn't CMC. But Mike Davis said no one's knees at. And we were able to shut him down, which really helped us. Because we knew, okay, you got to pass the ball now. You make a team more one-dimensional. You really helps your defense out. And for our offense, it was great to see what we were able to do without our top two of our receivers. Uh, we had a young guy named Galloway who really stepped up in this game, who was someone who only Saints fans would know. Uh, and he <laughs> stepped up. Also, uh, we also had our normally our punt returner step up in the receiving game as well, along with Trey Quan Smith. And Jerry Cook got a touchdown as well on National Tight End Day. That's right. Uh, and was able to go chip in. But only thing that concerns me about the offense is that everything looks hard. Every drive is 12, 13, 14 plays. Mm. And it's hard to sustain that without making a mistake eventually, without somebody talking up the ball, without the interception being thrown. It's just you're asking for the team to execute on such a high level when every drive is like that. So you still want to get some explosive plays just to give us more of a room for error. But I really did like our performance in this one. I believe Carolina's a very good team. It's just in the NFC, it's going to be tough because the NFC West is so good. And in the NFC South, we still have both the Saints and the Bucks. So it's going to be tough for them to make the playoffs. But that passes, if you're a Panthers fan, you should be excited about this team going forward because it's a well-coached team. I really like what they did as far as hiring Matt Rule as a really good coach. They look great. But they fell just short to the Saints. And the fact that your field goal kicker can even attempt a 65-yarder to tie the game yeah. and come up just inches short, you know you got a really good kicker today. And it was dead on center, too. So if he would have got just a little more late, he would have made that. And we don't know what happens from that point forward. But the Panthers are a really good team, so I'm glad that we were able to beat them in a very well-played game on both sides. Who that? <laughs> Well done, well done. Yeah, Teddy B, you know, he did his thing coming back to the Saints and uh, he played a, he played a great game. I had to pick him up in one of my other fantasy leagues this uh, week. So uh, he did a good job for me. And yeah, you guys are going to be, again, your offense, when Thomas and Sanders are back, it's going to look much better. Give them a week to get their stuff together. I know they're both chopping at the bit to get back in there. Sanders on COVID, Thomas dealing with a high ankle sprain at the moment. All right, so those are our games. That's last week, week seven. We're going to look forward to week eight, but we got some more stuff in the middle for you starting right now with Malplaya Playa. Here we go. Halloween style, Nikki. This is all you, baby. Four in the bag, four in the trash, and we got our four scariest teams. Tell them what we're doing with the candy action. Yeah, of course. Uh, 
four. I want to hear your four top four candies that you want in the bag and the four candies you get that you throw in the trash. All right. All right. And we're also going to do our four scariest NFL teams. And for whatever reason, we think so. So let's get down with the candy, guys. Here we go. Let's go round table. We'll do our fours, our threes, our twos, our ones, as always. You want to start with the good or the bad, Nick? Let's start with the good. Okay. Let's start with the good. I'm a look. I'll, I'll start. I love chocolate. All right. I don't have much of a sweet tooth, you know, especially now back in the day. Yeah, more. But I love chocolate. So every time I was given a Kit Kat bar, Kit Kat bar, excuse me, I, I, give me, I, hey, give me a break, man. Give me another one. I'll take as many as I can. I love Kit Kat. So anytime I got one of those, I'm in. I'm in, Nick. No doubt about it. Damien, what about you? What's your four? I am also a chocolate lover. And a peanut butter lover. So I got to go with Reese's Cup. Ah. And one of my four that you would put in the bag. Love the little mini ones you get on Halloween. You get so many. I was a big fan of that growing up as a kid. Uh, probably one of the reasons I had a lot of cavities in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely was a big fan of Reese's Cup. It's my, one of mine. Yeah, people love that peanut butter and chocolate, man. I, for me, it does not go together well. I don't know why. The only time I ever tried a Reese's Pieces, I was about six years old. My friend gave it to me in the mall. We're walking around with our family. And the next thing I knew, I was projectile vomiting all over the entire mall. So I never tried it again. But uh, people love them. People love them, Nick. <laughs> so what's your number four? <laughs> My number four is Twizzlers. Ah. I freaking love Twizzlers. I generally prefer fruity candy over chocolate depending what it is i know twizzlers are super boring but to me they are classic they never go out of style much like myself and if you have a nice fresh soft bag of twizzlers oh man i could eat them all day every day but i can actually in reality get to like seven of them and i'm like oh i feel sick these taste gross but the first three go down real nice yeah sometimes that's how it is with candy no matter how much we love them after you know a certain amount it's like okay that's enough you know i'm gonna puke but uh you know another one that's timeless for me yeah i'm keeping it simple m&m's I want M&M's, man. Give them to me. I don't care. It doesn't matter what the hell the freaking color is. They all taste the same. I want that chocolate, man. Give it to me. I dump a whole bag in my mouth at a time. I love the M&M's. So I was very happy. And I gave a penny back out of my bag every time somebody gave me M&M's. So I was really happy with that one, D. <laughs> What's your number three? <laughs> oh, no, no. Can't do peanut and chocolate, bro. Or plain. Plain. Yeah, sure. Like, I, I love those chocolate mints, man. And I remember one Halloween, we actually had a candy lady in our neighborhood um, who sold candy out of garage, like nachos and stuff like that. Well, that's not and too freaking Halloween, scary. Jesus. Like, her house was the main house to go because we know she already had the stuff. So like, All right, she already got the good stuff. Let's go there first. And the stuff that she would save was these chocolate mints that she would give on Halloween. And they were super good. I just remember those. And those... Not only do you get the chocolate, but your, your breath is fresh afterwards. They're right. <laughs> well done right there. And good memory bringing it back to the old garage. I would have been creeped out probably. Be like, yo, guys, you get the candy for me. I'm out of here, man. There's a weird lady in the garage. <laughs> What's your three, Nick? My three is Starburst. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, but here's my controversy. I am trading all my red and pink for all your yellow and orange. Sorry. <laughs> the citrus flavors reign superior. Lemon 
Papa Cherry, throw it in the trash, and pink is not even close to strawberry. So <laughs> I am here for the lemon and orange Starburst only, and I will trade you the red all day long. Wow, I'm in, Nick. That's a shot. Yeah. Most people go with the pink and the red. You yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I'll trade you all day. I'm down. I'm down with the trading right there. Cool. I'm in. Cool. Hey, my number two, I didn't go chocolate this time. I went with nerds slash fizz. You remember that fizzed in your mouth that was like rockets? Oh, like, you like them? Oh, yeah. I love them. I love them. I love that stuff. It was great. It felt like my, my mouth was like had firecrackers in it. It was great. I love that stuff. It was so cool. Yeah, I was all about that, Damien. That, so that's number two for me. That's a good number two. For my number two, I'm going with a fruity one as well. Classic Mike and Ike's. Mm. Mike and Ike's, Mike that's and right. Yeah. yeah. I love Mike and Ike's. And we had a late night neighborhood. We used to get out the full boxes. Not the, like the little mini boxes, but like a full box of Mike and Ike's on Halloween. And yeah, I used to tear those up. I went to our house like a couple of times. And I was like, I would, yeah, I would have, like, I, I went one year, I went at Jason. So I had my mask on, and then the next time, I had my mask off. And I <laughs> That's great. I love it. I love it. Oh, awesome. All right. So, yeah, but before before we get to Nikki's three, have you guys ever, ever seen these bloopers where somebody will be sitting down like a scarecrow and have a pumpkin over their head, but it's a real person and people come up for trick or treat and then they jump up and scare them? Have you ever seen that before? Oh, it's the yeah. funniest thing. This one dude punched the guy right in the face because he scared the crap out of him so much. Busted up the pumpkin, everything. It was so funny, man. Oh, my God. Timeless sort of stuff. Great. Oh, geez. Yeah, you can't take that some people are fighting, some people yep, are right. Exactly. I love this. I love anyway, this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's right. You get the good the good taste and the fresh breath afterward. Beautiful thing. Uh, we are running fresh right here. We're going to save our number one when we come back in 30 seconds. We got another quick commercial break for your third and three podcast. Having a great time. Halloween theme. Be right back. I ain't scared, no folks. Everybody jam along. You know what's up. Dr. Vankman, I love you. Bill Murray. I actually met him, guys. I got to tell you this real quick. As we play Ghostbusters Halloween theme third and three podcast, I met Bill Murray at a Met game. He was with his sons. He's a big Chicago Cubs fan, a Chicago fan in general. And, you know, everybody's, like, trying to talk to him or whatever. And I'm a few seats away from him. We got really great seats. I'm like, hey, Bill from Ghostbusters, the flowers are still on the table. And he freaking loved it. He got up and he looked at me because everybody's always like, it's in the hole. You know, they give the same old line. 
So I gave him a line that he hadn't heard, and he freaking loved it, man. He's like, all right, all right. Had a drink with him. It was really cool. Loved it, loved it. So, yep. Oh, man, that's pretty awesome. I'm just yeah. glad you didn't get scared and shoot him like he got shot in Zombieland. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Dr. Vankman's my man, man. I got to protect him from Slimer and all those other guys. Yeah, got to do it. Got to do it. Oh, man, Ghostbusters. Yeah, they were talking about doing a third one, but Rick Moranis didn't want in. Like, I give a freaking shit. Who cares about Rick Moranis? Get the other guys in there. But whatever. Oh, are you trying to say Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is not an epic movie? No, it is. It is. It's fantastic. I love it. It is. It is. I will not argue with that. It was one of my favorites growing up. I don't know why they made a second one. They goofed up there, but the first one was excellent. Yes. All right, we are going to continue with our favorite candies, the ones in the bag and in the trash. We're going to the number one in the bag, then we're going to hit the trash, and then we're going to give you our scariest teams before we get into the scariest part of the show, which is Knowledge with Nikki. So watch out for that. Here we go. Number one candy for me. Give me all the Jolly Ranchers you can find. Watermelon, sour apple. Yes, Jolly freaking Ranchers. I can eat them or suck on them, whatever the hell you do with them, all day long. That would be my number one candy. But my number one treat is money. I just want money. You don't have to give me any candy. I'll go buy whatever candy I want. So give me the money, and I'll figure it out for myself. But if you're going to throw me any candy, give me watermelon Jolly Ranchers, and I am the happiest man in the world, guys. That's how it goes down for me. Maybe unorthodox, but I love it. Damien, you're number one. Yeah, that's a good pick. Jolly Ranchers are pretty Thank legit. You. Thank you. a long time. For me, I'm, this is probably from hanging out with my grandma, but I love the caramels, the chewy caramels. Oh, sure. Like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, you can give me... Like, one? Yeah, the Werther's the original. Like, I love caramel. So the, the Werther's original caramels, like, if I get those, I'll be super happy. Like, whenever I got those... Uh, it's almost like you get those with like those little hard strawberry candies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where they got them. I've never seen them like available anywhere. I don't know if there's like a old. I don't know if there's like an old lady network. <laughs> <laughs> because I've literally never seen them in the store. But you would get like the little. You get the little hard strawberry candy along with the caramel chewy. And I love the word of the original caramel. Hey man, I got no problem. You love what you love, but it sounds like Nikki's got a problem with our number ones over there. She's like, what? So it's mounds, mounds all the way. All the way. What about the almond joy? Yeah, I'll take an almond joy too, but sometimes you don't feel like a nut. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you were going to do it. Well played. Excellent job, Nikki. Excellent, excellent. I was hoping you were going to do it. She did it. Oh, so smart. I love it. Oh, man. All right. So there's our number one. We all got different ones. They're going to, oh, can't wait to go through these bad ones over here. All right, let's go to the trash right now. You guys are going to flip out when I tell you my number four trash. And I'm I, I, all I have to say is I'm sorry to Marshawn Lynch. I don't like Skittles. I don't want them. 
don't give them to me. I don't like fruity, chewy oh, you're, Skittles. You're them in the trash? Yep, they're in the trash. Or if, or oh. to my friend, I'll give them to somebody. But I don't want them. I'm sorry, Marshawn. I know you love them, along with your chips and doing your commercials, bro. But I don't like the fruity, chewy Skittles. I'm out. I don't want them. Get them out. Don't want them in my bag. They're out of there, Damien. So what's your number four? Wow. I was a little surprised by that one. I know. I told you. I knew it. <laughs> but for me, uh, I've never been a big fan of the Babe Ruth. Me, like, me like either. Those, it's just a big old, just, you like glued a bunch of peanuts together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not that interesting never came to me. Uh, never been a big peanut fan, so I would throw away all the Babe Ruth. When I hear Babe Ruth, I just think of Sloth from, from uh, Goonies. Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. <laughs> uh, Nikki, what's your four? My four is lollipops. All lollipops. What about a blow pop? No. What? Oh. Oh. That I agree with. And the dum-dums are the freaking worst, okay? <laughs> yeah. Pineapple. Like, have you ever craved a lollipop? No. You don't want the shitty pineapple dum-dum lollipop. It's <laughs> not the bank. Keep your lollipops. <laughs> you don't want them. And if you act like you like them, you lie because you know they sit in your bag till Thanksgiving. Oh, my goodness. She brought it right there. How about that? She wasn't playing around. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm with you on the other ones, the dum-dums, but I, I'll take a blow pop any day with the gum inside. That 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 stuff rocks. I'm into that. I'm into that. My number three, Nikki, you're going to flip out over this one. This was your number one. My number three could be my number one trash. I'm enjoying mounds. I hate them. I despise those things. I, it, I don't know why, but I tried them when I was younger. I didn't throw up like I did from the Reese's Pieces, but I made a face that I thought would never go away. It, my eyes squinched, my nose turned around, my my bottom lip fell to the floor. I, it, I I couldn't do it. It was it was awful. So I can't do the almond joys and mounds, guys. No, sorry, can't do it. Can't do it, thing. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think almond joy and mounds are trash. Sorry, Nikki. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> I'm right there with you on that one. But for my number three, sweetest fish. Where do these come from? Ooh, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I hate these so much. Why are they here? What's their purpose? Like, I, 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 I'll get like a little bag of those. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Besides throw it in the trash. Yes. So I got to go with sweetest fish on this one. I totally... I totally agree with you. Why is it even Swedish, number one? They're red little tiny fish. What? I, I'm so with you on that. I hate those things. Nikki, you're up. Okay, my number three is Butterfinger. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm with you over there, man. I am definitely with you. Shit. My number two, my number two, and this is weird because I, it, maybe it's where I grew up in, in Brooklyn. They would give sunflower seeds. Now, 
I play baseball, but I hated sunflower seeds. It's another one that made my face distorted. I don't know why, but I would get sunflower seeds all the time in Brooklyn for some strange reason. That and pennies were the two main things. And I was so upset every time with sunflower seeds. I gave them to, to my friends who enjoyed them. We all played baseball, but I don't like those guys. So I was out on that. I know it's not a popular Halloween candy, but I used to get them all the time. And that was uh yeah, major trash for me. No doubt about it. Either one of you guys like those? No, I'm not a big sunflower seed guy. Yeah. Who's handing out sunflower seeds, sunflower seeds for Halloween? I, that's what I'm saying, man. I, <laughs> I don't know. Brooklyn was really haunted back then with the sunflowers. I don't know, man. They were yeah, trying to. You just need some reason. You can have some trail decks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, shoot. We're almost at our number one. Let's go to number. Let's keep our number twos going, D. My number two. Who thought top, Toppy? How do you say it? Yeah. Yep, I'm with you. Yep. Who thought that was good? Like, whoever had the idea to make that into a candy? I'm with you, I bro. I was so bad because I thought it was like another form of just chocolate, which it's supposed to be, right? With the milk chocolate. But you don't taste chocolate at all. You just taste toffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good taste at all. I hate the, it's the Heath toffee bar, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the Heath toffee bar. I hate those so much. I was like, who has this out? And who bought this? Why? I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I'm with him on that one, Nikki. I, 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 nope, that's in the trash for me as well on, on the number two. What's your two trash? Uh, my number two is the disgusting, looks like already been chewed gum of Bit O Honey. here no argument here i want i can't wait to see what our number one is i wonder if it's all the same for me this was not even close it was a runaway by far not close and i got it every year and every year it was i ended up throwing them at people and that's candy corn get it the fuck out of here candy corn what do you mean it's can is it candy or corn pick one and either way it sucks so all I did was take them out, and we just threw them at each other during uh, during Halloween because that's all it was good for is to have candy corn fights. I am not eating that crap, and excuse my language from before, but that's how awful those damn things are to me. Damien, I don't know if you agree or not, but you're number two. I mean, you're number one. Excuse me. Yeah, my number one, of course, is candy corn. Thank you. First Thank of you. All, like you know, a candy isn't good when it only comes out Halloween. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a great point. You've never heard anybody on like June first saying, "Oh, let me go get my candy." <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you only bring this candy out on Halloween. So why doesn't this sell the rest of the year? Because right. It's trash. Yep. It's absolute trash. It's like wax sugar. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. So yeah, I'm totally with you. Candy corn. 
get it out of here. Yep, yep, that's it. You put it way better than I did. Is it a trifecta, Nikki? Are you going candy corn too? I am not. I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. Uh-oh. My number one, hate, 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 hate this candy. Jay, I'm with you. I freaking hate Reese's peanut butter. All cookies, right. Reese's pieces. I just can't stand it. Peanut butter and chocolate do not belong together to me. Like, there's a difference between, like, a chocolate-covered peanut. Yes, I understand that. But the peanut butter, it's not even good peanut butter. It's, like, weird, oily. The chocolate is chalky. It sticks to the bottom of the wrapper. You know what doesn't do that? Amounts. They don't stick half the peanut butter in the wrapper. Like, it's just, and I'm not the biggest fan of peanut butter, so I'm probably biased. But I am not into it. I don't like the chocolate-peanut butter combo. Throw the Reese's in the trash. I don't get all the hype. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people like it, Nikki, and you know that I'm with you. I just, I like chocolate, I like peanut butter, but not together. Yeah. Not together. Damien, I know you no. differ on that one, right? Yeah, I'm, I disagree on that one. I am a big fan of chocolate and peanut butter together. Like, even I've done it where I've done chocolate, like chocolate ice cream with, like, peanut butter. Or I've done, yeah. like, peanut butter with, like, uh, chocolate syrup. Like, I think it's a great combination, and maybe it's something I just had for a long time. That's what I disagree on, but me and Jason on a candy corn, please listen to us. Get it out of here. Yeah, get, get it out of here. <laughs> you, know you know what, dude? My husband does that. He'll make ice. Because of what he does, he's a peanut butter freak. Like, I'm married to a Reese's freak. It's ridiculous. But he'll melt, like, peanut butter and then drizzle it on top of the ice cream. I, I, chocolate. I'm just like, I, I, I just can't get on board with this. <laughs> <laughs> Your husband sounds like a good guy. I love it. I love it. This is great. Excellent. Excellent. So that is four in the bag, four in the trash. But we also got a little extra map player player for you. We'll go through it a little bit quicker, but we got our four scariest teams. Guys, I will start off with number four. It's the Jets because they're petrified for themselves before the game even starts. They suck so much. And Greg Williams is their defensive coordinator. Now, Damian, I know you know about Greg Williams. He likes to set bounties on players. And being the fact that the Jets have no wins and they never will win, he's just going to tell his players, go out there and kill everybody that you see. Punch them, kick them, scrape them, poke them in the eye, everything. So that's why I'm scared of the Jets right now because they're not playing for anything except for what Greg Williams is telling the defense to go put bounties on every single person that's out there. So that's why it's the Jets because that end as well, they suck themselves and they're scared to even go out there in front of whatever fans they have left. So that's my number four, Damian. Off to you. Yeah, I'm right there with you on the Jets. The reason I find them scary is that somebody has to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, yeah. My, my best friend Matt from uh, from New York, he's a diehard Jet fan, and he just calls me every single Monday and complains. I'm like, here we go again. Uh, Nikki, you're number four. My number four is the Colts, but not for reasons you would think. Mine is the absence of Ty is scary to me. Mm. He's not injured. 
okay? Where has he been? He's a good player, and he has not had a 100-yard game since Andrew Luck was his quarterback. I think if they made T.Y. Um, a little bit bigger piece of their offense, I think that would help get them over the hump a little bit. Um, so I don't know if it's a chemistry thing, if Philip Rivers is not the right quarterback for him, but I think that's a little bit scary not getting T.Y. involved more. I like that. That's that's very interesting because, yeah, he could he is a phenomenal player. As we know, he's been hurt a lot throughout his career, especially over the past you know few years. So that that's a good one, Nikki. I, I didn't see that one coming. I like that a lot. Very interesting. All right, let me get to my number three, Ravens, because two things. One, on offense, the defensive coordinator, it's a nightmare that you have to prepare for Lamar Jackson. And for the offense, it's a nightmare because you have to prepare for a defense coming at you that really wants to rip your head off. They're one of the best Ds in the game, if not the best. And then again, like I said, Lamar Jackson on the other side. I'm being just practical with this one. No jokes, no nothing like that. It's just the fact that you have offensive and defense coordinators and coaches have to prepare for both sides of the ball more than maybe any other team in the game. So that's why I have the Ravens at three. They're that scary as far as preparation is concerned, Damian. So we're at three for you right now. Uh, my number three, I'm going to go with Seattle just because as a defensive coordinator, it pretty much would keep me up all night the fear of Russell Wilson. Mm. Like, just no doubt. thinking about how I'm going to stop this guy, how I'm going to slow him down. If I cover everybody, he just can escape and run for 20, 30 yards if he wants to. How do you do it? Yeah. It would definitely just keep me up all night, especially with me being a perfectionist against somebody who would want to just shut this guy down. It would definitely have me scared all night. Yeah, no doubt, man. I, hey, um, no argument there. No argument. We're going to keep it flowing around because we want to do knowledge with Nikki in this segment. Nikki, you're number three. My number three is the Steelers offense and Steelers in general. They just keep getting better, getting better and better. Guys, I said it before. I think maybe we're looking at like a 14-2 and two team. I mean, they got the Ravens Sunday. That's going to be a good game. I may move out of my house. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> quick look at their, their schedule after that. Cowboys, Bengals, Jags, Ravens again, Washington, Bills, Bengals, Colts, and Browns. Um, this wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, you're not kidding. They're going to have a hell of a record at the end of the season. Very interesting right there. That's a good one. My number two, as we go to our number two now, uh, again, just once again, keeping it practical, it's the Chiefs because they can beat you every way. And we saw it again this weekend against the Denver Broncos, whether it's Tyree Kill, who is just frightening running down the field. You know, you cannot catch him. I don't care who you are. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got a defense who stepped up. They're the Super Bowl champions and they have confidence and they are dying to win the second one as much as the first one D. That's why they're that scary and the play calling and all of it. So the Chiefs, for practical reasons, my number two, I'll save my interesting number one for after. What do you got at two, D? At two, I have the entire NFC East. <laughs> One of those teams is going to host a playoff game. Oh. <laughs> they should not. <laughs> That's so great. That One of those teams is going to host a playoff game. It's just so scary to me. It's going to be that first game on ESPN. Now it's that first game on ES- on Wild Card Weekend on ESPN. That's going to be the game. It's going to be Philly hosting some team that deserves to be home for a playoff game instead of going to – they have to go to Philly in the cold, which is going to give Philly a chance to win. Yeah. 
Yep. That's right. That's right. Well, hopefully they'll change that rule at some point. You're going to have to have at least a 500 record to host the game. All right, Nikki, you're number th- uh, number two before we get to our ones. My number two scary is the Patriots offense. Yeah. Why the hell are you guys looking like the Jets out there? I expected a lot more. I predicted Cam as the comeback kid. Um, it doesn't look like that's going to pan out. I feel bad for their fans. They probably don't know what to do with themselves. Patriots, I'm really down on you. I haven't been in a while. But you know what? This offense looks like a little bit Cam in Carolina, and he's just dressed up as a dynasty. Yeah, I don't think that their uh, streak continues of winning the AFC East this year, as we all like the Bills on that one for the most part. My number one, guys, it's the Black Hole. It's the Raiders. Halloween is their holiday over there. They dress up. They're, they look like wild madmen, the demolition men from back in the day in the WWE or WWF, whatever you want to call it. They're the scariest just because they have embraced Halloween as their own, and they are frightening when you even just look at the fans in the stands. Yeah, no, that's definitely a very good one. Um, I actually picked the Raiders for a different reason. Uh, when they lose and you see John Gruden get mad, he turns into Chucky. As somebody who grew up in the 90s, Child's Play was a movie that I definitely saw a lot. Even Mm -hmm. the new one that came out that was more about like Chucky taking over as far as technology, I thought it was pretty decent. Chucky is a scary character. A doll coming to life. Yep. (laughs) And and Chucky, John Gruden, is real life size. That's funny. That is good, bro. That's very, very well done. Well done. Nikki, close us out. Number one. Number one, I already touched on it before because I felt like I had to, is the whole NFC West. Like I said, looks like this division is going to be really tough. Guys are going to beat each other up right till the end. I'm excited to watch it. And the rest of the league should be scared. Uh, Yeah, I would say so. It's quite possible they all make it in this year, that they all could. They're all doing great right now. We'll see how everything plays out as they got to play each other. But it's time to play Knowledge with Nikki. Let's do this, bad boy. You know what time it is. Let's go. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. It's right on time. Let's do this thing right here. It's Tricky Nikki, Knowledge with Nikki time. We are ready to go. She gives the trivia questions. We try to come up with the answers, Damien and I. Nikki, it's Halloween time. It is your time. It is your show. Let's get this bad boy rolling. Yes, let's go. Of course, it's Halloween Yes. Okay, well, let's start it off. Damien, in what year is Halloween thought to have originated? Oh, it seems like a holiday has been around for a long time. So I'm going to go with 1896. Oh, Jay, you want to try to steal? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I picked out a year. I think I'm going to go with 1423. Really? Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Okay, cool. That's one I didn't know. All right, D, number two for you. Where did the 
Ooh. So we're not going with the Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> we're going with a real place. Oh, it's a real place, yes. Okay. Um, Transylvania. Staten Island. Staten Island. Okay, yeah, that's a scary place. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I can handle this. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, approximately. I would say approximately 10,000 calories. Wow. Jay, you want to try? I'll try. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking somewhere really, really high, too. I'm going to go for a number more like 5,500. Oh, Damien, 11,000. You get the point. Yeah, no doubt. Good call. Very good, yeah. Damien. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Well done. All right, the number four. What did Scottish women hang up to see their future husbands on Halloween? Oh, wow. So they would hang this up to, to get a man to come. <laughs> to see their future husband, image of them. Oh, an image of them. Oh. Um. Wow, this is weird. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, what would you like? What would you hang up to do that? Um, <laughs> you know. Well, if you wanted an image of me to appear, you could hang up like some ribs. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah, that would make me appear. So I'm gonna go with food. No, no food. All right, so it, it's what would. What would Scottish women hang up in order to see their future husband? On Halloween. On yeah. Halloween. Uh, I, I, on Halloween. A broomstick? Wet sheets in front of a fire. Oh, gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> More knowledge. <laughs> that's, that's definitely... That's knowledge. Right that's knowledge. <laughs> Let's keep it going. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> um, I'll tell you. What was candy corn originally called? Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I literally have no idea. So I, I'll just say uh, cor- corny corn. I have no idea. <laughs> That's great. Well, when I tell you it's actually going to make sense, it was originally called chicken feet. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah. All right. All right. Keep it rolling. All right. Uh, Let's go. Number two, Jay. How much did Americans spend on Halloween total in 2019? How much did Americans spend in total on in 2019? Wow. Uh, I'm going to say 
$10.5 million. Damien, you want to try? I'm going to go absurd with it. I think seeing nothing for Halloween decorations, I'm going to say a billion. Yes, 2.6 billion. Wow. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy Halloween madness. Wow. All right. Next one. Let's do it before we run out of time. In what city? Can you give me a city, state? I would say London, England. Damien, you want to try? The world's longest Halloween house? Or house house? House, yes. Oh. I'm going to go with a random state that has a lot of area to fill. Lewisburg, Ohio. Yeah, I'm playing this music for a reason. It's Jason Voorhees. Watch out. We share the same name. Watch out for the mask and me coming around your town on Halloween. We ain't messing around over here. Third and three podcast doing a whole bunch of NFL action mixed in with Halloween. Just had knowledge with Nikki Damian took it down this week with the crazy questions that she's got. But hey, great job. We love it. My favorite segment. Absolutely awesome. Excellent. Excellent. And we're ready to keep the fun going on over here, ladies and gentlemen, as we are down to our freaky fantasy football draft. Last week, uh, we went over it quickly. Damien and Nikki, you guys were neck and neck, uh, 56.48 to 57.32. Nikki just edged it out. And uh, luckily, because Russell Wilson bowled out, I had a 92-point day. So thank, thank you, Russell Wilson. I appreciate it. I won't get to use you again for the rest of the season. But that's how it went. So I will be choosing last. Damien, you are first. Nikki. You are in the middle, my dear. So let me get this down and get ready to go. As you guys know the rules out there, once we pick a player, we cannot pick that player again for the rest of the season. So we are careful when we do this. We're ready to go. Damien, if you got your first pick ready, whether it's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, defense, first pick is yours, my friend. Interesting one. Good call. All right. So we're going Tampa Bay for Damien on his first pick. Not bad. All right. Nikki, you are up. You got one pick. Speaking of field day, I will certainly take Patrick Mahomes against the Jets. Mm, Good one. Good one. I'm upset with you right now because I definitely (laughs) wanted him on my team. Well, take one of them then. Do me a favor, would you? Oh, no, nah, kidding. All right. Well, all right. Because you took him, let me just make sure with these matchups, I'm going to go with most likely, who are they playing? Who are they playing? Where is it real quick? The Chargers are playing the Broncos. So it's Herbert or, um. oh my God, I'm sorry, guys. Let me just find the game real quick and I'll get through this. You know what? I'll go with uh, 
I'll go with Justin Herbert for my quarterback. That's who I'm going to pick first. Why? I don't know. I should have saved him, but I'll go Herbert now. And my next pick I get to wrap around with, I'm going to go because, Nikki, you took Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for my running back. Damn you. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see what he can do on the ground over there. Hopefully uh, Le'Veon Bell won't take too much time away from him. Nikki, it is your pick. All right. Well, I will take Boston Scott. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Trash Dallas defense. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, yeah, there you go. Bad Dallas defense, so not a bad pick at all. Good one right there. All right. So Boston Scott and you got Mahomes, Damian, you got two picks, quarterback, running back, or wide receiver. Two out of three. All right. So I'm gonna go wide receiver. Give me Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. We're all taking advantage of that jet game, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, not bad. Yeah, I might have used Henry, but if I didn't use him uh, the week before last. So good call right there. Good job. All right. So all's left for you is your quarterback. Nikki, you have wide receiver and defense left. Which way are you going to go? Um, I will go wide receiver. Um, I'm going to go... Devonte Adams, please. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. All right, Devonte Adams at wide receiver. Okay, so I got running back. I'm um, excuse me. I got wide receiver and defense left for my defense. Even though we should probably make it a rule that we shouldn't be able to pick teams against the Jets, I'll go ahead and take the Chiefs' defense <laughs> uh, for this one over here. And for my wide receiver, guys, you go. Damn, you guys. You guys took the two that I really wanted. I should have gone earlier with Hill and Adams over there. So um, with the games that I'm seeing, you know what I'm going to take? I'm going to take Adam Thielen is healthy, right? He's 100% healthy. He should be after the bye week, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Thielen. This one could be subject to change possibly, but no, I'm going with Thielen. He's going to be locked in over there. Uh, we'll go over the teams after. So I got Casey and Thielen right there. Nikki, your last pick is your defense. Um, I will go ahead and take the Titans defense. Titans defense. Okay. Titans defense. Not a bad one at all. And Damien, we are down to your quarterback. Go ahead and give me Teddy Two Gloves going against <laughs> The Atlanta Falcons on Thursday. Not bad at all, man. I had him written down as well. I had him written down yeah, as well. Um, I would like to ask you guys for a judgment call, and this is all fair and well and good. I know we just did it. I picked Thielen. Can I repick my wide receiver? Yeah, you can. You can repick it. All right, this will be a one-time thing for me. I get one mulligan for the whole year. I'm going to go instead. I'm going to go Calvin Ridley. I feel more comfortable with Calvin Ridley. I know the Panthers don't have the greatest uh, defense in the entire world, but even when the Falcons are down, Ridley can do his thing. So I'm going to go with Ridley. I appreciate that, guys. Uh, I think uh, yeah, you you took the two wide receivers I want that I should have gone after him early. But well well done. Good draft. Damian, Teddy B, I think it's a great pick. Um, got Derrick Henry as your running back, Tyree Kill against the Jets, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Not bad at all right there. Then we got Nikki with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, boy. 
Boston Scott for Philly, Devontae Adams and the Titans defense. Myself, I got Justin Herbert, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Calvin Ridley, and Kansas City's defense against the Jets. Those are our teams right there for week eight. We'll see what's going to happen. We shall see. It's uh, always crazy. You never know. One player could just go off and make the whole thing absolutely nuts. But now what we're ready to do is get into our week eight picks. You guys ready for this bad boy or what? Let's do it. Let's start with the Thursday night game, actually. We got Falcons at Panthers. We were just talking about it. Uh, I'll start out, guys. Again, um, the Falcons got to. They got to prove more to me. They can't close out a game. Now they're going to Carolina where they've actually had some success before, but it's also very hard for a team. And they're not traveling very far, obviously, but the road team doesn't do great on Thursday night football. Carolina's a better team. I think it will be close. I'll take the Panthers 24-21, Nikki. Uh, yeah, um, I don't trust Atlanta anymore. I tried to roll with them last week. Not going to do that again. Carolina 27, Atlanta 24. Okay, so we got another Carolina. Damien, is it a trifecta? Yeah, I'm going Carolina as well. Okay. I'm going to go 27 to 17, and you can lock it, baby. Oh, all right. Cool. Locking it up. Excellent. Excellent. Of course you're locking it up against the Falcons. Why wouldn't you? Oh, we got a big one over here. Steelers at Ravens, big time. Wow, if the Steelers could pull out a road victory against the Ravens, this would be really something. But I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I think that the Ravens are ready for this game more than any game of the year. And I think they take it by a touchdown, 28-21. I got Baltimore, guys. What do you got, Damien? I'm going with Pittsburgh. Okay. Pittsburgh to go into Baltimore and win this game. I guess you can call it a... Bold prediction. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> With Pittsburgh this week. And the reason I believe in Pittsburgh is that Baltimore, they haven't been offensively what they were last year. You're not getting those big time runs. They're lacking at wide receiver depth. The reason they're reaching for someone like a Des Bryant in their practice squad is that they need another wide receiver out there. And I think that that lack of offense or offensive explosion will help or hurt them in this game against Pittsburgh. I got Pittsburgh. 24 to 17. Okay. Okay. Very fair. All right. And I like the explanation too. All right, Nikki, what do you think about this game? Big battle. I know. Oh my gosh. I think, I don't know where I want to be when this game goes down, but what I do <laughs> think I know is that the Ravens are coming off a bye. I think Pittsburgh is probably due for a loss. If anyone can foil them, it is the Ravens. And Lamar Jackson's last start against the Steelers and his only start against them, he threw three interceptions, but they still won the game. I think they're a lot more rested and ready. I do think it's close, but I'm going to give the edge to the rest of the team. I got Baltimore 30, Pittsburgh 27. Okay, so definitely a close game. Make your husband happy. That's a good girl. That's the way you're supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rams at Dolphins. Okay, so we got the Rams at the Dolphins. It's two a time, guys. And, yeah, the last guy you want is Aaron Donald coming at you. So, look, I think that two is going to be a really good player. We have to see it first. Um, But, uh, yeah, before all that can be done, the Rams are a good enough team to go to Miami and win the game against a rookie quarterback in his first start. It might be close because Miami does have weapons, so things could happen. But I will take the Rams in this game, and I'm going to lock them up 23-16. to 16. Yep, I'm going to do it. 
I'm doing it against Tua. Sorry, but I'm locking him up, Damian. What do you got? This was an interesting game because if it was Fitzpatrick, I actually would feel more comfortable picking Miami. I'm still not a believer in the Rams yet. Nikki explained it earlier. Their four of their five wins are against the NFC least. And you got your other win against against the Bears who don't have an offense. Uh, but with it being Tua's first start, I'm going to go with the Rams in this one uh, just to beat the rookie in this one. I'm going to go Rams 24, Miami 16. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we got very similar scores right there. All right, Nikki, what do you say? Yeah, I'm excited to see Tua start, but um, I think it's a rough one. He gets introduced to uh, Aaron Donald, so I'm going to go Rams 29, Miami 20. Okay. All right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, The Jets game that we were talking about, I don't know if we really have to make picks for this one, but we'll at least give our scores. Uh, Chiefs 35, Jets 6. Somehow they'll get six points. I'm not exactly sure how it'll happen, but the Chiefs will score 35 and take the fourth quarter off, and I'm locking that game up, obviously. Next, Damian, what do you say? Yeah, I got Chiefs a lot, Jets a little. (laughs) (laughs) You locking it? Yeah. Yeah, all right. And Nikki, what do you think? I think the spread on this game is scary at minus 20. So yeah. it's just like, are the Chiefs going to cover? Uh, probably. I got Chiefs 37, Jets 13, and I'm locking this All one. right. Yep, we're all locking it up. Sorry, Jets. You're making it a little bit easy for us with at least one lock for the week. <laughs> Maybe we'll just uh, you know eliminate you at some point like we talked about. We'll see. Next game, very interesting and coming very early because they had uh, – They played in week one, the Vikings and the Packers. They played in Minnesota week one. The Packers did a number on them. I think they might do it again, guys. Uh, They're in Green Bay, obviously, this time. I think Minnesota will score and keep up, but maybe it'll be a little bit more fourth quarter scoring, trying to catch up with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and that unbelievable offense, whether it's Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones in the backfield. I don't really think it matters. I got Packers 36, Vikings 28. Damian. Yeah, I'm going with the Packers as well. Too much offense for that Minnesota defense that has not been good. Packers, 35. Vikings, 24. Okay. Okay. Yep. We're on the same page there. Nikki? Yep. Packers are rolling, and I will roll with them. Uh, Green Bay, 33. Minnesota, 22. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So we're all riding on that. Uh, This one should be interesting. The Colts go to Detroit to play the Lions. Now, the Colts had a week off. The Lions had their crazy comeback, as we talked about, against Atlanta. So this should be interesting. It's in Detroit. Um, You know, they're, they're healthy for the most part, the Lions. The Colts are pretty healthy, too. They have a very, very good defense. Let's see what Matthew Stafford can do. Um... Guys, after a bye and the Colts defense, I, I, I think that they'll do enough to hold off the Lions in the fourth quarter. I think the Colts will score 27 and the Lions will get 24, maybe with a touchdown late in the fourth quarter. But I think that for the most part, Indy should control this game. So I'll go with the Colts, Damian. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm going Colts as well. I'm going to go Colts 24-14 Detroit. Okay. Okay. Good score. So, good, low, low scoring for Detroit. Nikki, you concur? 
I do concur. I have Indy 27, Detroit 24, but beware, Indy is 1-2 and two on the road, but I think that they'll get their road win. I like those stats that you throw in. Very good, Nick. You want, you know, you're always putting something in there with whether it's the road or you know how many games they've won in a row, and even Lamar Jackson with the three picks but still won the game. Great job out of you. Yeah, we got the same score for that one, Nicky. 27-24. Oh, okay. Yep, excellent job. Um, all right, let's go to our next game. Raiders Browns. This is another tough one, guys. I went back and forth a lot. Um, not necessarily because of OBJ, it's just because what Browns team are we gonna get? What Raiders team are we gonna get? Really don't know, but I know this. There's going to be a lot of points scored. And look, the Browns keep rolling, and I'm, I'm going to keep rolling with them like I've like I've been doing since the beginning of the season, like I said. So I think they're going to go 6-2 and two and win this game 33-31. to 31. It's going to be close, tight, a lot of scoring. I'll go Browns 33 over the Raiders 31. What do you say, Damian? I cannot trust that Baker Mayfield is going to do this two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going with the Raiders in this one. Uh, I think that they get back on track. We see more of that team that we saw against Kansas City a few weeks ago in this one. I'm going Raiders 35, Browns 21. Yeah. Oh, 20. Oh, okay, so you think they'll beat them pretty handily. All right, interesting. Okay. All right, Nikki, what do you think? The Raiders going to Cleveland. Yeah, Raiders are 2-1 and one on the road, and they won their last two meetings against the Browns. Granted, a little bit different team, but I'm with you, D. I don't, I don't really trust them yet. I don't know what we're getting, so I'm going Raiders 29, Cleveland 27. Okay, so I'm uh, lone rangering this one with the Browns over here, and yeah, I'm uh, definitely scared of this one. The Raiders can definitely come in and do a number on them. We'll see what happens. Next game, uh, yeah, I think that we all got this one. Uh Titans going into Cincinnati. Now, you know what? You never know. You really never know. It could be one of those trap games. But the fact that the Titans lost to the Steelers, I don't think that they're going to allow another loss in this division, especially against Cincinnati, even though it is where they play. I'm going Titans 38-15, and I'm locking it the freak up right there. So the Titans are going to show up. And Joe Burrow is going to have a tough day, I believe, Damian. So, again, I'm locking up the Titans against the Bengals. Okay, yeah, I'm not mad at that pick at all. I'm going Tennessee as well. Just too much firepower for Tennessee against that Bengals defense. that hasn't been able to stop anybody. Um, young Joe Burrow, I think, will have a tough one in this one with that Tennessee defense. So I'm going Tennessee 28, Bengals 17. Yep. All right. Yeah, well, I'm with you. Yeah, I think this is going to be a tough one for the Bengals, Nikki, with uh, the Titans coming off that loss. They want this one. Yeah, yeah. But does Joe Burrow want it more? He hates losing. I don't know. I could I could see a trap game here. I could see some weird, freaky week going on. It's Halloween week. But yeah. let's be logical. I think Tennessee is just a little bit too much for them. I have similar score. Tennessee 28, Tennessee 19. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. I, look, I would not be surprised. Literally, I would not be shocked for a second if the Bengals won this game. It is one of those types of games. And again, they're, they're dying for another win right now. They got one. They want to smell it again and feel what it, feel what it, uh, smell, taste, what it tastes like, whatever the freak. I couldn't get the words out of my mouth. So let's go to the it's next like one. Watermelon Jolly Rancher. Yeah, that a girl that you see, she's so smart. She helps me out. All right, I already got my three locks in with the Rams, KC, and the Titans were my last one right there. Now we go to the Patriots at the Bills. And the Patriots, boy, do they have their problems. And the Bills looking like they're having their problems. But the Patriots' problems are way too big right now. 
They're going to Buffalo. Look, Buffalo, I, I think that this could be a get-right game for them, especially with the way that the Patriots' defense has been playing and the fact that they can't score at all. I'm not even sure who's going to start this game. It'll probably be Cam Newton, but, I, you know, what is he going to do against the Bills' defense? So, Damian, I got – I was close to locking this one down, but I decided against it. But I definitely got the Bills 24-14. This was a tough one for me. Like you said, the Bills don't look right. You barely beat the Jets. Patriots just look awful. Cam Newton doesn't look like himself at all ever since week two, pretty much. I really had a tough one with this one. I'm going to go Bills because they act like they're the more complete team. Yeah. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going Bills 21, Patriots 17. Yeah. Yeah, it, it could be close, definitely. Again, divisional battle, it's a little bit different. We know Nikki, but, um, yeah, the Bills seem like the better team right now, even though they're both struggling. Yeah, you guys, the Patriots have not lost four straight since 2002. I freaking graduated high school in 2002. Okay? <laughs> but it's 2020. It's a weird year. I think history repeats itself. I, I do think Buffalo ends up pulling it out. Buffalo 27, Patriots 14. All right. We're all on the bills over there. Our next game is the Chargers at the Broncos. And this is one of those close divisional battle games where it's a coin flip to me, guys. It really can be. But the fact that the Chargers are the better team, I believe, than the Broncos right now, and I love the way Herbert's playing. And, again, I have them going for me in our fantasy draft. I got them winning this game 25-19 to 19 over the Broncos at mile high. What do you think, Damian? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I like Justin Herbert in this game. I like what I'm seeing from Drew Locke. And the Chargers definitely showed some confidence in that game against Jacksonville. And they played tough against very good teams in the Bucs and Saints. So I'm going with the Chargers in this one. I think they can score against the Denver team. So I'm going to go 30-17. to 17. Very nice. Okay. Okay, great. All right. Um, that's Chargers-Broncos. Nikki, what do you think? I think the Chargers have the real deal at quarterback. But I also think Drew Locke is long overdue to get in rhythm. I think this is the game. I'm going out on a limb. I'm going to take a page out of your book, Jay. I'm going to be the Lone Ranger. Let me back up some talk. Let me give Denver some confidence. Broncos Nation, I'm rolling with you this week. 27, Chargers 25. Good for you, Nick. No, really, good for you, seriously, because that's a tough call, and, you know, it may not be the most popular pick. It's very close. It is a toss-up. So, you know, we'll... All right. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the Broncos because we all were pretty high on them. So, all right. So, yeah, you are lone rangering. Good for you. Uh, let's go to Sunday Night Football. Nikki, you'll love this. Cowboys at Eagles. Here we go. Uh, guys, I didn't have to think too long about this one. I was just wondering what the score was going to be. And somehow I ended up giving the Cowboys 13 points. But the Eagles got 27. So, I'm going Cowboys over the Eagles 27 to 13. And I almost wanted – I should have locked that game up, man. But I'll take the Eagles at home Sunday Night Football against the Cowboys, Damian. Okay, just to make sure you're saying Eagles over Cowboys, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So, for me, I'm going to go Eagles over Cowboys as well. Don't see this game really being close. The fact that they couldn't flex this out of Sunday night, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I got Eagles winning this one pretty easily. Okay. All right. A blowout right there. So what do you say, Nikki? Yeah, I got the Eagles on this one. I'm going to go Eagles 24, 
Eagles 20, Dallas 10, and yeah, this is terrible for Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as the Monday night one, though. <laughs> oh my gosh, yep. And you just nailed it. We're about to get into it right now. Bucks at Giants. Monday night football. Gosh, I wish that I can find a way to give the Giants some love here and give them a win, but I don't I don't think so. It's not a trap game. Tom Brady hates the Giants, and he's going to want to win this game, obviously, tremendously, and I think they will 31-14 Monday Night Football. I got uh, the Bucks, Damian. Yeah, I'm going with the Bucks as well. Pretty large margin. I'm going to go 34-10, and that's my third and final lock. All right. I figured. I figured. Uh, Nikki, I, I hate to even ask. This game is going to make me miss Eli Manning so much. Like, <laughs> it really is. It's going to be just a horrific – it's Halloween week. It's going to be horrific. It's going to be a slaughter. Um, you know what? The Below Deck premiere is on. I think I might just do that and save myself a nightmare. <laughs> Day 34. Giants nineteen, and that is my second lock. Yep, I I hear you. It's got that's got to hurt. I'm sorry. All right, moving oh past. God, it. it kills me. <laughs> I, I know. Just, I, this is going to be a disaster. Oh gosh. Well, I'll be rooting for you if that helps at all. It probably doesn't, but at the very least. <laughs> all right, let's get to Damien's game. Saints at. Oh, I'm sorry, Damien. Did you give your pick? Yeah, you did. I'm so, okay. Uh, Saints at Bears. Here we go. At Bears. Wow. If it's a cold one. And, again, no Thomas and no Sanders. I got to tell you, D, I, I looked into this game a lot, and if the Bears control the line of scrimmage like I think they're going to on the defensive side, the Saints are going to have a really tough day on offense, man. I know this sounds crazy. I got the Bears. I think the Bears are going to win this game 19-16 to because I think the Saints' offense is going to be absentee unless Alvin Kamara can do some incredible things. So I'm sorry to say it, Dave Damien, we'll save you for last, but Nikki, I think the Bears get one of these weird games that they pull out against the Saints at home. So I'm taking the Bears, 1916. Mm, yeah, but Drew Brees won his Okay, I don't blame you. I'm, yeah, I'm going up against the lock over here. It happens. It happens. Damien, I know you don't like what I said, but, man, I'm just trying to read in between the lines over here. Go ahead, man. So You're cool. No, I definitely understand your reasoning for it. Um, you, that Bears defense is for real, but the opposite of for real is that Bears offense. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, for me, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game for the Saints to score enough to outscore that Bears offense. So, I'm going uh, with the Saints. I'll go 17 to 14 strength in this one. Like I said, Bears offense doesn't do enough. Saints offense is able to score just enough against that Bears defense to win this game. Okay. Okay. So, all right. I'm riding Lone Ranger on this one. I got no problem with that. We got one more to go, and that is my team, the 49ers at the Seahawks. I'm certainly not looking forward to this one, but I'm looking forward to going up against that defense, guys. And the 49ers defense has been playing really well. It's very hard to stop Russell Wilson. The secondary is banged up with Jimmy Ward and Richard Sherman. We know that. Jason Verrett has been doing a great job. I can go through all the names I'm not going to to save time. The 49ers need this game. They have such a hard schedule coming up. It's in Seattle. They actually beat them in Seattle last year. I think they can do it again. It's just a matter of don't let Chris Carson, if he's healthy, have a day. Don't let, don't let Carlos Hyde run off. Make sure that 
you have your seven guys back there and try to pick off Russell Wilson and see what happens, you know, again from last week. I think the 49ers can control the game, even with the run game, missing the guys that they have and using Brandon Ayuk and end arounds and stuff like that. Sounds like a homer pick, but it's not. With the 49ers playing the way they are in the play calling, I like them to win this game in Seattle 24-21. So I'm taking the 49ers, Damian. I like that bold prediction. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to agree with you. I'm going with the 49ers. Hey, well. all right. I love how they, they look in these last few weeks. And Seattle, that defense, I don't see them stopping that. You mentioned it earlier, how you described Kyle Shanahan's play calling. I don't see that defense being able to stop that offense. And with Seattle, it's going to be hard to stop Russell Wilson. I mentioned him as, you know, being one of the scariest people in the NFL. But San Francisco just will find a way in this game uh, because of the familiarity they have with Russell Wilson and with Seattle. Yes. So I'm going to Francisco in this one, 27-24. Excellent. And that, then that's another thing, familiarity, you know, knowing each other. And, yeah, this Seattle knows us. Pete Carroll knows us as well. But we know them just as well. All right, we got nice similar scores right there. And I was surprised to hear that. I'm happy to hear that. Nikki, what do you think? Do you think the Seahawks hold off the Niners at home? Yeah, I do, but I really, I'm not, like, super confident in it. Um, I think we're in for a classic matchup between this game and uh, Ravens-Steelers. Like, yeah. those are the two I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, just the NFC West keeps grinding it out. For me, I hear what you guys are saying. It comes down to trusting a quarterback. I have to give the edge to Russell Wilson. I trust him more in the final moments of the game, which I think it's probably going to come down to more than Jimmy G. Seattle 29, San Fran 26. Well, I'm not going to argue about the quarterback position, not at all. But um, as far as the way it's played and everything, like you heard Damian and I talking, yeah, schematically, sometimes that makes a really big difference. And the 49ers are just better coached in that aspect. So, yeah, that's why we're going there. But uh, good job going Lone Ranger for you. Uh, Obviously, I pray to God that you're wrong. (laughs) But um, that is our games. That's week eight. That's all the picks that we got there. Listen to what we're saying. Listen to why. If you're a gambler, check out the spread. We're not going to give you advice on that, but we gave you scores, so you take it for what it's worth. Let's end out the show with some name that player, all right? Damien, I know you got one. I got a few. Um, why don't I do mine first? Because I know that you got one. We'll save yours for after. Name that player. All right. I'll say it twice. So pay attention. Here we go. I'm a quarterback. I have been to one Super Bowl. I've played in two NFC Championship games. I've won the MVP and have been to four Pro Bowls. Oh, by the way, I lead the league in passing yards this season. I'm going to do it again. Ready? One more time. Here we go. I'm a quarterback. I've been to one Super Bowl, played in two NFC Championship games. I've won the MVP and been to four Pro Bowls. And by the way, I lead the league in passing yards this season. Who and That's a good one, Jay. And you can take your time. It's all good. And I'll How do- many Super Bowls? What you all right, I'm going to say it's okay. No problem. Quarterback, been, have been to one Super Bowl, played, played in two NFC Championship games, won the MVP once, been to four Pro Bowls, and he leads the league in passing yards this season. Matt Ryan? 
Nikki says Matt Ryan. Let's see what Damien comes up with. Matt Ryan does sound correct when I think about it, so I'm going to go with Matt Ryan as well. Well, freaking done. All right, way to go. Matt Ryan is the answer. Excellent job. Nikki, look at you just popping out of nowhere. All right. Well done. It's all the statistics, kind of like they kind of just flow together. Very good. It was the one Super Bowl. I'm like, wait, he won MVP, 26. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent job. And Damien. I wouldn't say that. You've been doing great with this stuff. Damien, you agreed, and you know, there was no other one. So obviously you get credit for it also. Matt Ryan is the answer. Well played, guys. Great job. Okay. Um, I got a couple more, but Damien, you got one, right? Yeah, I got one. All right. I can, Nikki, can you? Because I, I think I know it. But I'm going to ask you to say it one more time, just so I'm positive. I love the way that it's Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. I love the way that you do these, Damien, with these little tiny hints. Is it? It's Kurt Warner, right? Yeah, it's Kurt Warner. Yeah. I, 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 I love the way that you do that. With he put it in the bag and had was a giant. I, I love the way you do that stuff, man. That's so creative. Well done. That's good. Really, really good. Nikki, you're two for two as well. Way to go. Let's see if you can go three for three. I got another one. You, <laughs> Damien, you haven't missed either, man. We're, we're rolling over here. I got to make them harder. Okay, here's this one. This one, all right, this one may be a little bit tougher, but you definitely know who it is. It's not 70s or 80s. Don't worry. Here we go. I played wide receiver for the same team my entire career. I led the league in receiving yards only once, but I had eight 1,000-yard seasons. My numbers would have been bigger if not for playing next to a Hall of Famer. I'm a six-time Pro Bowler. I made the NFL All-Pro team once. And I'm a Super Bowl champion. I'm going to repeat it again. I played wide receiver for the same team my whole career. I led the league in receiving yards only once, but had eight 1,000-yard seasons. My numbers would have been bigger if not for playing next to a Hall of Famer. I've been in the Pro Bowl six times. I also made the NFL All-Pro team once. And I'm a Super Bowl champion. Anybody got a clue? I'm going to go with Reggie Wayne. Damien, you said Reggie Wayne. All right, Nikki, do you have an idea? I, I don't. I'll ride your coattails, Dave. <laughs> Smart job riding his coattails. D, excellent. Reggie Wayne, bro. Excellent. Excellent job. Way to go. Way to go. Yep. That's a very good job. That was a really good one. The reason I know Reggie Wayne so well is he's from my hometown. Oh. Louisiana. 
So yeah, know a lot about Reggie Wayne. All right, all right. Well, you hit it, man. Excellent. You didn't even have to think about it that much. I do have one more because it was National Tight Ends Day. Would you guys like to hear it? Yes, sir. Okay. Listen up. Here we go. I'm one of the best tight ends in football. And no, my name is not George or Travis. I've been to two Pro Bowls. I've played for five different teams in the league despite my talent. I've never played in the Super Bowl, but the team I play for now has. I believe I have the ingredients to help my team get back to the Super Bowl. I'll do it one more time. I'm one of the best tight ends in football. And no, my name is not George or Travis. I've been to two Pro Bowls. I played for five different teams despite my talent. I've never played in a Super Bowl, but the team I play for now has. And I believe I have the ingredients to get them back. Who am I? Not George Travis, two Pro Bowls, five different teams despite his talent. Never played in the Super Bowl. Yep. I can give one more clue if you want. Okay, yeah. My, my stats, it, it's just a little clue. My stats and my play on the field say that I get better with age. I thought this one might be a little tough. I don't know. Yeah, and you said that the team he's with now has been to Super Bowl. Yep. But he hasn't. He hasn't. And he has, he says, and I believe he has the ingredients to help that team get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah? yeah I don't know. The ingredients to help my team get back to the Super Bowl, Jared Cook. Ah, look how mad you are! <laughs> I was thinking it too. I knew Damien, I'm like, he's going to get to it eventually. I was thinking Super Bowl recently. I thought the same thing, but it's been so long since he's been there. Yeah. Yep. I know that 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 was a tough one. It definitely was. There's no doubt. That oh, was the toughest God, one. That was scary. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to end it off on a scary note right there. But no, I thought that, yeah, I'm like, yeah, National Tight End Day. Let me see if I can get one in there. And uh, yeah, there's only so many tight ends in the league. I had to make it somewhat tough. But um, I thought the ingredients, I'm like, let me pull a little Damien out and go with ingredients. Maybe that'll help with the cook thing a little. But uh, no, still very well done, guys. You got Reggie Wayne, Matt Ryan, Damian yours was Kurt Warner. Yeah, everybody, great job all around. I, I had so much fun this Halloween episode, guys. I'm so thankful for the both of you, man. Really, I am. You guys are my treats. There's no doubt. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, man, I definitely feel the same way. Love doing this podcast with you guys. And this week, I wasn't able to do mine this week. And I was like a little sad. So I was like, I'm going to do the 33 podcast with my podcast family. So I'm always just ecstatic to do this with you guys. No, hey, you know what? And speaking of which, tell everybody when and where the podcast is because the next time coming up, I know it's going to be a blast, man. So, yeah, so The Real Deal with Damian Adams usually comes out every Monday night. So you usually see it first thing Tuesday morning on your feed. You go ahead and subscribe now, and you will see it definitely come back next week. I cover boxing, basketball, football. Um, you listen to the last episode, talked about the Tate Pima Lopez fight, and also I talked about the biggest or the worst contracts in sports history, which was a pretty funny topic just looking at back at some of the worst contracts that have ever been signed. Um, talk about scary. Uh, paying, I'm paying somebody else to do anything. It's pretty scary. No so, doubt. So, so, it was a pretty fun episode. You go back and listen to that one, and they'll be back next week. Um, like I said, on Monday night, going into Tuesday morning. Definitely. And definitely make sure you follow this man because he gives out great stuff on Twitter, awesome questions that come out of nowhere. It's it's excellent. And, Nikki, tell him where to find you on Twitter, girl, because I know it. it you are the number one on this show. You are everybody's <laughs> biggest not, fan. Guys. Thank you. But you can find me at Nikki Nick nine three eight four. Make sure you listen to Damien's show. It is awesome. Listen to Jay's show, the Forty Nine er Forecast. It is also awesome. Listen to our show because I promise you, you won't get this anywhere else. That's damn right. No, actually, you will get it somewhere else two weeks later from ESPN and those other places since they copy yeah, everything. Yeah. Are. So that's what that's where you'll get it if you didn't hear it here first, because it's always here first on the third and three podcast. What a great time. Halloween edition. We had so much fun again. Hey, I don't care what time it is. It's late, but I can go all night with these guys. But unfortunately, the show must come to an end at some point. So it will now for Damien and for Nikki. I am Jason Fearman at Sports Profit One on Twitter. You can get at me. Be happy to talk about the show, sports, football. Also, the 49ers uh, forecast, you can check it out usually on Thursdays. So most likely, we'll have an episode tomorrow night uh, as we go play the Seattle Seahawks. Me and Damian are on them, and Nikki, Lone Ranger in that one. But a great time again on third and three. Nikki, you're the best. Damian, you're the greatest. I I love you guys, and I can't wait for next week already. And I'm looking forward to an awesome week eight of football. Happy Halloween, guys. That's right. <laughs> and that is us for now. Hey, enjoy your candy, but make sure your parents check it first. All right, we're out. Third and three podcast. See ya.